You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good Friday afternoon, everybody. It is a wonderful day on the loveliest village on the plains. I am Brooks Childress. Welcome into Sports Call. I am joined in studio today by Brant Daughtry and Cam Berry. What we like to uh, affectionately refer to today as a bullpen day. J.J. Jackson is out uh, on family business this weekend. He is uh, at his brother's bachelor party for the weekend. So we're. It is. It sounds like it's been fun so far. We got some late night. Uh, I don't know if you guys received any late night Facetimes last night. <laughs> no, uh, I not. was. I was already asleep, and so I w- did not get to partake in those. But sounds like they are already having a blast out there. So can't wait to hear all those stories when he gets back. But we are filling in this afternoon. Ryan Lavoy also out of town this weekend. Headed out of town, going to see his parents this weekend. Ah, so it's just us. He, that's where he slipped off to. It, I didn't know where Ryan went. <laughs> it is just us on a Friday, but you know what? That is okay with us. We're oh, yeah. going to have a great, great time this afternoon. Absolutely. Got a, got a great show, show for you today. Got some great calls. Uh, as sure. usual, 334-887-341. Locally, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9. That's how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. We'll also have our birthdays and sports this afternoon. And we will also have our nightly TV guide to wrap up the show. It has been a busy few uh, few days on the plains around here as we are getting ever so close to that wonderful, wonderful time of year. I wanted to start today off before we get to our introductions. I wanted to wanted to set the mood here. I want everyone. To, what are you doing? I want. I want everyone to sit down. I want everyone that's We're out there, set. if you're driving, if you're driving, don't do every single step that I'm going to tell you, but everyone breathe in. Nice deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounds like when I try Hold to breathe it. through my nose. Close your eyes. If you're driving, do not close your eyes. Exhale. It is a wonderful day. You know why it's a wonderful day? Tell us. This feels golf related. It's not. It is a wonderful day because... I think I know what you're going to say. Football is back. Football kind is of. back. Kind of. Officially last night. Kind of. The new yes. football season, 2022-2023 football season, got underway. The Hall of Fame game. I know it's nothing big. Look, look. It's a preseason football game. They didn't care last night. Jared Stidham played football Jared last Stidham night. Jared Stidham played football. We had an all-Auburn touchdown last night with Jared Stidham running in for a score and then uh, Daniel Carlson kicking the extra point. Amazing. Football's back. Auburn football starts fall camp today. They've already had their first practice. They're going to have another practice this afternoon for the young guys. Let's go. 
So back to kind of back, harkening back to those two a days. But it is 3.05 on a Friday afternoon, and football is back, and it's exciting. We're going to get into back. everything. If time permits this afternoon, uh, over the last 24 hours, the media has heard from Auburn's offensive coordinator, Auburn's defensive coordinator, and Auburn's head coach in yesterday's pressers. If we have time this afternoon, we're going to hear from them ourselves right here on the program. Let's go. But we're going to talk all things football today. We may get into some baseball because it's a big, big weekend for the Braves, but football's back. Football has returned. 2022-2023 football season is here. We had a great game last night. Great game in relative. We had in, in retrospect. It was we great had, because it was football. We had it, a game last night. The preseason's not real. The preseason it, isn't real. But it was live Brand football is not on your television. I, God, it's I, not Canadian I, football. I, is I, would, I will watch Canadian football 10 times out of 10 before I watch the preseason. <laughs> oh, Brant. Because it matters. It matters. Hey, I don't, hey, I don't hey, have football, a rooting interest in the CFL. Fair, I'm not going to let you get me down. To be, be fair, <laughs> preseason football matters to a lot of yeah, players. To them. To them. Absolutely. There is to them. live football that was on our TV last to night. To those players and their families. Yes. Absolutely. As these guys are trying to live their dreams. You know what I am not? A guy A professional football player. Or their family. Or a family member <laughs> of a professional football player. Auburn football was back on the field earlier today with their first fall camp practice. We can confirm all quarterbacks were out there this afternoon or earlier yes, today. Um, after some of the news from the last 24 hours, uh, all quarterbacks were out there practicing today. And so I'm sure we will get a lot of phone calls. Guys, now that I've gotten that out of the way, Cam, how are you doing this afternoon? I am doing great. Uh, enjoying a amazing Friday afternoon. I've been up since 630 this morning. Um, because I decided to play some basketball. I'm not sure why I decided to do that. Um, but, yeah, enjoying it. Would be joy- enjoying it a lot better if the Braves could win the next four games through, through the rest of the week because, uh, you know, it, it started off not very pretty uh, last night. We kind of reeled it back in, so it wasn't as ugly of a loss, but a loss is still a loss. And uh, uh, let's see if we can, uh, you know, play better against the Braves. But Or, excuse me, against the Mets. But football's back. So I'm with it. Brant, how are you today? Football is almost back. Debbie Downer. Football is almost back. Don't take us down from our high. Can we cue up the boo thing? I I I mean, I could. I hate the preseason, man. (sighs) I hate the preseason because you're not calling plays. You're not playing, one, the players that will be playing. And two, you're not calling plays the same way. It's... It's all wrong. It's, it's all, all wrong. wrong. It's a glorified practice, and practice is awesome. I'll watch practice for teams I care about all day because you get to see something, but you're not. it's not a game. It is not a game. So I watched Jared Stidham start yeah, last night. I, yeah, yeah, Jared exactly. Stidham was starting exactly. NFL quarterback That's last what night. I'm saying. Jared Stidham I, started a game in the NFL. Hey, he didn't look too terrible either. I love uh, – look, I like Jared Stidham. I think he's a lot better than people are saying, but he is not the starting quarterback for the oh, Raiders. Oh, absolutely not. He, did, he he was not terrible, though. He had a, a few beautiful balls that he just dropped. Yeah, who was he Who is he throwing to? And who is defending on, the people on. he was throwing I will throwing say – I will did say – Did Devontae Adams play in this game at all? I don't know if Devontae Adams no, played. No, Devontae did not play. They did have some of their starters out there did, okay. yes. on offense. Right. At, at least that okay. first drive. Did, like, were, so, oh, so Josh lit- Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, okay, Josh Josh Jacobs, Jacobs was, was out there. there. Kenyon Drake played. Josh Jacobs yep. needs – Kenyon Drake's not an NFL starter. He plays, though. He plays. He's a third down back. He's a third down running back, which is fine. 
Preseason's not real. <sighs> yeah, boo. <laughs> boo this guy. Ugh, Debbie Downer. Football is back for some. Fall camp started today, and that's Fall something I'm legitimately excited about. <laughs> um, not a lot of headlines to start the day. Um, we, like we said, we heard from Brian Harson yesterday. Uh, said a few things that I'm sure we'll get into coming up in a little bit. Um, had the only presser that was today was some of the players earlier this afternoon. Um, have not gotten a chance to have that audio, so we probably will not hear from them today on the show. Uh, but it was uh, Shedrick Jackson, Austin Troxel, uh, Colby, Wo- uh, yeah, Colby Wooden, and Owen Papo all met with the media earlier this afternoon. Sweet. And so you got a little mix of offense and defense there. Um, they all seemed very, very upbeat and ready to um, ready to get get going into fall camp. I know they were asked a lot of questions about uh, you know expectations and everything, and, and a lot of guys, you know, they said, "Well, you know, we'll see what we see." Kind of echoing the the head coach, kind of see what we see when it comes to time. Uh, for playing football on the field in less than a month now. We are under a month away from Auburn football kicking off the season against the Mercer Bears on Saturday, September 3rd in Jordan-Hare Stadium. Um, yeah, so I don't know what, uh, what we want to go with uh, to start with, but fall camp started today. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like these guys are out to prove that, to just prove everybody wrong, honestly. Just prove all the doubters wrong. Um just you know do as best they can I, I mean i just feel like they all have a collective chip on their shoulder and you can kind of feel it feel it it resonates all the way from the top um through everybody and and i'm just excited to see it if that will yield some results for us honestly i know colby wooden when he was uh, speaking to the media said um asked about expectations for this year he said that he had never had a losing season in his career until last year come on man. and and he said after the season he had to take a step back you know take some look at himself take a look at you know the situation and continue to put in the work on the offseason and said it was a really really fun time um in the spring to kind of work on himself work on uh getting better as a team and he also talked a little bit about have what's what it's like having his brother on the team now um and he said he's there him and the rest of the young guys are about to get a wake-up call the honeymoon phase is almost over after getting recruited <laughs> and they get thrown into fall camp now now you get to uh you practice the tigers will practice today uh they'll practice tomorrow i'm not sure if they went if they'll practice uh sunday or monday they will have another practice i know for a fact on tuesday though so i'm sure one of those two days they will have a practice in there don't you know not a lot of teams take two days off during fall camp but they'll practice they practice today they have a young guys practice coming up here in just a little bit at uh at the athletic complex and then they'll practice tomorrow and then uh we'll be off and rolling in the middle of fall camp everybody out there sweating having yeah. some fun it's hot out there stay, it is, it is a bit warm fun, I promise stay hydrated it is nobody is having a good time uh but yeah auburn football starting fall camp Today, 334-887-341 locally, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9. If you want to get on the Auburn Bank phone line, when we come back after this next, our first break of the afternoon, we'll hit our birthdays in sports and head to those Auburn Bank phone lines. Auburn football, back on the practice field. Football is back after last night's Hall of Fame game. Football's in the air, and we're talking all about it on Sports Call. We'll be right back. We 
we need a timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. Now, back to more Sports Call with J.J. Jackson and the guys. Welcome back into Sports Call on a Friday. I am Brooks Childress in studio today with Brant Daughtry, Cam Berry. Bullpen day is J.J. Jackson. Ryan LaVoy are both out of town this weekend. So we're holding things down for your Friday afternoon sports call. 334-887-341 locally. Toll free one 888 9 So you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. Great afternoon. Great song to lead you into a new segment. What is oh, this? Uh, this is Send Them Off from Bastille. Ah, Big Bastille, Bastille guy. I uh, I feel like I would like Bastille a lot, but I only know their one song, and it's the one song that everyone knows. Um, Pompeii send- is the name of the song. Uh, I think a lot of people know that song. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, sending Them Off, that was the song name. Um, something that was uh, sent off today across the Twitterverse was pictures from Auburn football practice. So good. Of t-shirts. So good. One year after Hatgate, hashtag Hatgate, from last year's um, Auburn football fall camp. If you don't remember that, Auburn football head coach Brian Harson walked along the line of Auburn beat riders tossing up Auburn hats, Auburn logoed hats, to the beat riders. Some beat riders went on um, Twitter and complained and that's how we got Hatgate. Well, one year after Hatgate, yeah, the first for, day of fall those, camp. To explain for those who don't know, media members or big time media members, not us. We we fully claim to be Auburn fans and we want Auburn to be successful and all that. But um true, quote unquote, true media, big big J journalists uh, are supposed to be uh non-biased, so to wear something we- and that has the to wear apparel that has the logo of this team you're covering would be seen as unfavorable. And just to be clear, we all we you know we're not you know we openly admit you know we want Auburn to succeed. Yeah, I'm wearing but an Auburn shirt right now. Yes, um, but we we don't let you know overly biased take over. Yeah, we, I we try not to. At we least. try to try to stay neutral on some things. Um, but sometimes you you know obviously you're an Auburn. This is an Auburn sports talk show. There's going to be a little bit of bias towards Auburn at some points during the season. Anyway, that uh, that being said, uh, earlier today um, at fall camp, instead of hats, T-shirts were tossed to the media members um, from the head of uh, equipment trainer uh, for Auburn at football. Was uh, tossed out some T-shirts. Uh, was told and saw on Twitter and from reports that it was purely Brian Harson's idea to do this. I saw that too. And so the, the t-shirts that were tossed out to media members is I went to Auburn football practice and all I got was this war damn t-shirt. And our good friend, uh, if you like that shirt so much, our good friend uh, in the media, Tom Green is giving his away on Twitter right now. Trivia time. Uh, so go to his Twitter at Tomas underscore Verde, T O M A S underscore V E R D E. On Twitter, he's got a little uh, got a little contest going on there to get his shirt. Fun design, fun. Uh, Brian Harson having some fun with the uh, with the uh, 
hat gate last year and steps it up this year with a t-shirt. Really, really fun stuff. Um, oh, man, I have no idea what the answer to this question is either. Yeah, and go to go to his Twitter, Tomas underscore Verde, to see if you can answer the question. We won't give it away on the air. Send people over there. But now, before we go any further, we'll talk more about that as we go along. Let's get to our birthdays and sports. It's time for today's birthdays and sports. Birthdays and sports on a Friday, August 5th. I almost said April. And I tried to type in April several times today, and I don't know why. I think it's April. It's August. August. Football's on the air. Augustus. We got a couple football birthdays today in honor of football season returning. We also got a basketball birthdays to talk about. So we'll start in the football world. Turning 35 today is a former NFL running back, C.J. Spiller. Turning 35. Spiller was a high school All-American, played college football at Clemson. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. In four years with the Tigers, he accumulated over 5,000 all-purpose yards and scored 51 touchdowns. He was a two-time All-ACC player, one-time unanimous All-American, and one-time ACC Player of the Year. His number 28 is retired by Clemson. He was drafted ninth overall in the 2009 draft by the Buffalo Bills. Made the Pro Bowl in 2012. He is now the running backs coach at Clemson. Went back to his alma mater to coach the running backs. C.J. Spiller, 35 years old today. One of those guys who, like, I, I, I feel like I say this a lot about running backs, but he had his year in the sun, you know? He had his year where he was absolutely dominant and then just slowed down again, you know? It it, it seems like every good running back has one year yep. where you go, that dude probably is the best in the league right now. And How if, long was he in the league for, though? Uh, he was drafted in 2009. 2009. Uh, made the Pro Bowl in 2012, and it does not say what, uh, what year he retired. No. On uh, it probably was, like, 2009. 14, 15. What, yeah. It wasn't that long. Yeah. Um, I was glad when he no longer played for the Buffalo Bills as a New England Patriots uh, supporter. Well, it was he, he was the only good player on the Bills for a long time. <laughs> yes. That's the thing. But still, it's, you know, the, one player can be very frustrating. <laughs> True enough. Especially I, when it's a team I that... I hate you. I hate you talking about the when, NFL. Especially when it's a team that you know you should beat, and it's just that one player that's True just enough. annoying, and it just makes games close. Makes games close. This is such a first world problem. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're complaining about right now. Y'all made a yeah. Super Bowl. A I needed you. I I don't hate know. you. Really? Seriously? I hate you. Turning uh. 31 today is a former Auburn and NFL safety, Robinson Therese. That was, was a, unnecessary, Brooks. He was a four star out of Florida. Therese signed with Auburn in 2011. He played in every game as a freshman and may and became a starter as a sophomore after missing 2012. Finished his Auburn career as a one-time SEC champion in 2014. He signed with the Atlanta Falcons. He also played, or he last played for the Tampa Bay Vipers of the XFL in 2020. War Eagle Robinson Therese turning 31 years old today. He was a player that, like, I he was never spectacular, but yeah. he was very solid. You know, I, I really loved watching him play. It, it was that was in that weird, like, hybrid position. You played linebacker and safety, but yeah. like. I, there were times you'd look at down the field, you saw 27 had his hand in the dirt on the offensive line. I was like, all right, this is just the the do-everything guy. And I, I was a big fan of Robinson Therese. Didn't, y'all may know, I, I think he had a pick six in that uh, Washington State game. I'm trying he to had think. An interception he had, he had in a couple game. of pick sixes. I'm, I remember yeah. one against Ooh. Ole Miss that was really huge. Um, and I, I can't remember. He might have against Washington State. So there's your uh, football birthday. Very, very good, solid foot college oh, football yeah. player. Basketball world turning 21 today is a shooting guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards. 
Ant-Man. Ant-Man. His nickname was born in Atlanta, Georgia. He was already considered a four-star by the end of his freshman year of high school. By his senior season, he was considered the number one recruit in the country, signed with Georgia. Played one season with the Dogs, being named SEC Freshman of the Year. He was taken first overall in the 2020 draft as part of the NBA's all-rookie team. Also, got an acting credit. Yeah, he does. He yeah. was uh, he does. in the new Adam Sandler movie, Anthony um, Hustle. Hustle. Yeah, Hustle. Oh man, he plays such he plays the the antagonist, yeah, such a basketball good movie. player, and he does it very well. Yeah, the, I'm gonna say the villain. I mean, he's not really he's, villain. He, he's just like the the antagonist. He plays like the, you said. the great player that is also a jerk. <laughs> Which I feel like fits Anthony Edwards to a T. Yeah, I've I never mean, met the guy, but just well. like, he, he, look, he's on the Timberwolves. He's probably, you know. He did it very well. Uh, yeah, Anthony Anthony Edwards, um, I was watching TikTok the other day, and Nico Mannion, who has kind of been bouncing around the league here and there, um, he, uh, he said that it was pretty much already decided that Anthony Edwards was going to be a top five draft pick when he was in, like, eighth grade. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, he's just—he's like proclaiming yourself. He was like, dude, no, I mean, he was just like, dude, like, people were watching him play, and he, and you could just tell that he was just a level above everybody. Yeah, my, and, uh, even at that age. My broadcasting claim to fame is that I called his high school championship his senior wow, year. I was a play-by-play guy for. It was Holy Spirit Prep was uh, Edwards' team, and they were playing against, I want to say Trinity Christian, and Trinity Christian actually won that game. That was a a very very fun game to call. It is a shame that he went to UGA. Because he was just oh, they were garbage, wasted. They were absolutely. I mean, like terrible. respect for he staying okay. in your state. Like I, I mean, respect for staying in, you know, staying home. But goodness gracious, that team was terrible. Yeah. I, I just Remember when Isaac Okoro held him to like twelve points? Yes, it, it and, was every, like and everybody was like, "That's great." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. just like Edward was just talking up stuff, yeah, and Okoro yeah. just locked him down. Yeah. That was such a good day. That was a good day. That was a great, great time to be an Auburn basketball fan. Anthony Edwards turning 21 years old. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Finally, turning 60 years old today as a former NBA center, most famously for the New York Knicks, Patrick Ewing is 60 years old. Ewing grew up in Boston, led his high school to two consecutive state championships. In 1981, he was named National High School Player of the Year. Played college basketball at Georgetown Go Hoyas, where he led Georgetown to three Final Fours in four seasons. He was a two-time Big East Player of the Year, three-time All-American, one-time National College Player of the Year, 1984 Final Four MVP, and one-time in, uh, National Champion. He was taken first overall in the uh, 1985 draft by the Knicks and spent 15 of his 17 years in New York. He was the 1986 Rookie of the Year, one-time All-NBA player, two-time Olympic gold medalist, 11-time All-Star. His number 33 is retired by the Knicks, and he was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame back in 2008 and currently serves as the head coach of the Georgetown Hoyas, Patrick Ewing, turning 60 years old today. He's pretty good. He's one of those guys that I really wish I could have watched live. Yeah, right? Oh, my gosh. Shame he couldn't get a ring, but. Yeah, that's New York. Yeah, New York, you're playing playing against Jordan and Bird in the East. Yeah. So happy birthday, C.J. Spiller, Robinson Therese, Anthony Edwards, Patrick Ewing. And, of course, if it's your birthday, happy birthday to you. And that is a look at our birthdays in sports on a Friday, August the 5th. Let's go ahead and take our next break of the show. When we come back, we head to the Auburn Bank phone line. Got a couple calls waiting, and we'll get to those right after this.
JJ Jackson and the guys want to hear from you. Give them a call to join Sports Call at 334-887-3401. I'm Deshaun Davis, former Auburn Tigers football player and all-SEC linebacker. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back to Sports Call on a Friday. I'm Brooks Childress, joined by Cam Berry and Brant Daughtry in the studio. You missed any of yesterday's show. Ryan Lavoy and Brant Daughtry held down the fort. They did a great job. We did. Make sure you go listen to that. The uh, Sports Call podcast brought to you by Coca-Cola. There's a link on our Twitter page right now to it. You can also find it anywhere podcasts are found. Thanks to our good friends over at Coca-Cola once again for sponsoring the Sports Call podcast. 334-887-34 locally. Toll free one 888 9 is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. If you want to give us your thoughts on day one of fall camp. Not a lot of headlines coming out of day one of fall camp, but still, Auburn football is back on the practice field. NFL football was back last night, and one person that I'm sure wants to talk all about it is coming up on the Auburn Bank phone line right now. Let's head down to our state's capital, Montgomery, and it is... James from Montgomery. Joining us on that Auburn Bank phone line. James, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm good, and War Eagle. War Eagle. Yeah, I am, I'm actually very excited for Auburn fall camp, and I just want to know on y'all's reactions on after fall camp, who is going to be Auburn's starter for week one on September 3rd when we actually face against Mercer University uh, coming up in a couple of weeks from now. Well, there, I mean, a lot of people think it's going to be Zach Calzada. There's still some people that think it's going to be T.J. Finley. Some people out there think it could be Robbie Ashford. Uh, Auburn offensive lineman Austin Troxel was asked about uh, the quarterback competition after the first day of practice earlier today, and uh, he said it's been one day. No one's really stood out to me. Both all the all the guys have been putting in some good work uh, over the spring and the summer, and so that's a question that's uh, it's going to take a little bit to get answered to who's going to be that starter. But uh, there's a, a lot of people that think it's going to be Calzada. A lot of people don't, still think it's going to be T.J. Finley. Well, I mean, with uh, Zach Calzada, I think I'll probably see him actually starting um, week one against Mercer University. Uh, but with TJ Finley, um, I don't think that he will be the starter because um, last night I just had um, about like an hour last night. I just, on my Twitter feed, I actually had um, breaking news from the Lee County Police Department actually talking about T.J. Finley uh, did not wear his helmet um, during a traffic stop as well. So um, that is, you know, I mean, that should be on, you know, Brian Hardison's mind and all of the coaches and the assistant um, staff members for Auburn need to know uh, what will be the allegations on that as well. Yeah, uh, they, he was uh, turned himself into the Lee County Detention Center yesterday. He was also released yesterday after bond was posted. He was back at the athletic complex uh, last night. He did practice today. Uh, Brian Harson said they were aware of the situation, and I'm sure, 
you know, well, either if, if we find out of any sort of punishment or they could handle it internally. I, I, he is still, though, uh, very much in this quarterback competition as it was just a misdemeanor he was being charged with, and uh, he's take, it seems like they are taking all the right steps to get that resolved. Yeah, so when they actually get that resolved, I'll probably see um, – I'll probably see, like, Zach Calzada actually being our starter because I think he has that that um, that that factor to actually win maybe one or two games out of the season as well. And I'll, I'll probably see Zach Calzada actually stepping up and, and being a huge improvement to the Auburn um, fan base as well. Well, James, we want him to win a couple more games than just one or two. Well, I mean, because we're – well, I mean, like the first – Three games of the of the season. Those are the first three that I'm looking at before okay. the actual before the actual season actually takes full effect. Before all of the other games be uh, be announced in a later time and date as well. Okay, so you you think that he could win a, a at least two of those first three games before you get into conference play? Is that's that's what you're looking at here? Yes, yes, because I mean. We're not. We're like starting out right now. So when the conference actually starts, probably like I'm looking at like October to mid-November. That's when we're actually going to have, uh, you know, the real the real games actually starting when the actual season uh, takes place in October. Well, I mean, they're all real games, but the first conference game is uh, September 24th when Auburn hosts Missouri. And so that's when Auburn will open SEC play. But they're all real. They all count against the record. They all count uh, if you're going to win a national title, which this Auburn football team, um, you know, every single year comes in and wants to do, um, as well as every other SEC school and every other school in the country wants to win a national title every single year. And those first three games definitely still do count toward the record. What else you got for us today, James? Well, I'm still getting uh, news about uh, Deshaun Watson and what uh, what they're actually going to do with his allegations on the um, on the on the scandal that should be you know into the court's favor. So I think instead of giving Deshaun Watson six months of suspension, I I think for me as a as an NFL football fan, I think they should suspend him indefinitely. So that way they can like, you know, you know, send him, you know, on his way to, you know, to actually get, you know, some help or something, you know, like put him in a, in a, um, in a certain, in a certain mindset of, you know, what not to do or what not to do in the, in the wrongdoing of, so it won't happen again in the near future with uh, Deshaun Watson as well. Yeah, Deshaun Watson, a six-game suspension, not a six-month suspension, but a six-game suspension handed down uh, from the independent arbiter uh, that the NFL has uh, got to look at this case. Uh, the NFL is appealing that decision. Said it wasn't good enough. And so that, you know, you've seen something there. I think the, you've seen different uh, articles and different things that the commissioner, Goodell, wanted a year uh, yeah. For him to set out a year, I think that they could go up to maybe eight games. I think that could be the compromise there is go to eight games. The NFLPA is um, getting ready to sue the NFL because of the appeal. Um, so, you, you know, you never really? know. You I never know. see that. Yeah, that, was, that came out, uh, I think, yesterday or the day before. Hmm. Um, but they are uh, they're trying to figure out what the suspension is going to be. I, I do think Deshaun Watson is going to play football for the Cleveland Browns this year. Uh, I think that, you know, whether it's the six games, whether it's the eight games, 
whether it's longer than that this season, but uh, Deshaun Watson's situation continues to unfold, and we'll see where it gets to uh, by the end of this uh this training camp here the, the, and preseason football games. Speaking of preseason football games, James, did you watch the Hall of Fame game last night? Yes, I actually did watch the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and it was really, really amazing. Um, I was I was waiting so patiently for the game to actually, you know, get started because I know they had, like, yeah, they had weather, a weather in the area. So I was just, you know, sitting back, you know, like in the – in the back of my mind, I was looking at some uh, like in my in my mind as a as a NFL football fan, I was going through my mind and looking at this you know this iconic stage that these two teams were playing on, and you know I mean with the Pro Football Hall of Fame, it, it's so much you know when this game comes out every like every August, I always get to see so many great great legendary games of the past that's been played. And Tom Benson Stadium up there in Canton, Ohio. Um, one one game actually sticks out to me as a Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, fan for the NFL for so many, many, many years is the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I remember that game as well being played up there in Canton, Ohio, and uh, with uh, Dak Prescott playing. You know when he was a, a rookie coming in from uh, Mississippi State and playing with the Dallas Cowboys. That was one of one of the great games that will always be one of the greatest games to actually being played in a, in a good stadium like that. Yeah, that, that was a great game. And then last night was a there, – there was a game last night. The Jaguars and the Raiders played each other. Did you uh, enjoy seeing Jarrett Stidham as the starting quarterback for the Raiders last night? Yes, I actually did see uh, Jarrett Stidham being in a Raiders uniform and – uh, getting his start back with the new team and uh, new players, and he he really looks like a a good um, fantasy draft pick that people want to pick him for the first or second round of um, of the draft as well. So I won't be picking him this year. Um, I might be picking him up probably like in the late 2023 or early 2024 uh, fantasy football draft um, mock draft in uh, 2023 or 2024 next year. And then, James, with Jarrett Stidham being the quarterback last night, we had an all-Auburn touchdown where Jarrett Stidham ran in for a touchdown and Daniel Carlson, Auburn's former kicker, uh, hit the extra point. What did you think about that score? Um, well, that one was a very memorable memorable score to actually see Jarrett Stidham getting into his Auburn into his Auburn route once again with that with that iconic touchdown score, it, it reminded me of when Jared Stenham actually played against Alabama. And I think that was a, a really good thing to actually see that from a former Auburn Tiger, um, you know, football player as well. And then with and with Daniel Carlson, the brother of Anderson Carlson, um, you know, he, he's a really good, a good kicker for the Las Vegas Raiders. And um, I actually saw on uh, my Twitter feed that uh, Daniel Carlson got uh, married um, before that iconic uh, game uh, that was played yesterday as well. Yeah, Daniel Carlson got married a couple years ago. Anders Carlson, his brother, got married over the summer. So both Carlson brothers are married. And, uh, yeah, there was a picture floating around on, uh, on Twitter yesterday of Anders Carlson after his wedding uh, on a boat with his new wife. So that was kind of fun to look at. 
Uh, James, preseason getting started last night. You ready for the Cowboys' first game next Saturday? Um, yes, I am. I'm actually ready for my first week of the preseason, and I'm actually going to see what um, that Prescott is actually going to do um, with this Denver Broncos team. And, I mean, they're looking like the Denver Broncos uh, team is looking ready to actually take this first loss. You know, they're actually going to be – we're actually going to be going up to Denver. So, I mean, with with uh, Russell Wilson, I think this will be their first loss of the preseason as well. And for week one of the preseason, um, I do have a huge uh, prediction on the first game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Denver Broncos. I'll probably say it's Cowboys. 45, Denver, 22. 45-22 for the first preseason game. Uh, I, I would say that uh, Dak Prescott probably won't get to play in that first game because it's so early in the preseason, but which quarterback are you looking forward to seeing most in the preseason game against Denver, Cooper Rush, Will Greer, or Ben DiNucci? Um, I would probably say Ben DiNucci because he's, he's a veteran quarterback. He's been with the team since um, Tony Romo and, um, you know, since the Tony Romo day. So he he might step up as the starter as well. So I think Ben DiNucci would be a really good fit for the Dallas Cowboys as well. All right, so you, you're looking at Ben DiNucci as the backup to uh, Dak Prescott this year, and hopefully the, the Cowboys can go and get a win against Denver. Is there any other uh, NFL news you're looking at right now? Um, well, I'm actually looking at – uh, for tomorrow, because I know um, they're going to like close the book on the Hall of Fame um, week, the weekend on the Hall of Fame. But you know, this is actually a really good opportunity to actually get to see some of the great uh, legendary players of the past and getting to hear some of their speeches. And maybe I might shed like maybe one or two tears while they are, you know, saying their. Um, you know, there are speeches tomorrow, and, and it's, it's going to be a, a movable moment for me as well to actually see that from some of these players that, you know, some of these former players that I actually uh, used to see playing in the games as well. Yeah, there's some good guys going into the Hall of Fame tomorrow night, and uh, I'm sure all those speeches are going to be uh, real. There's going to be some real tear jerkers in there, and they're going to. They're going to move you in different ways. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. They always do with those Hall of Fame speeches. You got anything else today for us, James? Well, um, I do actually have um, something um, about the Major League Baseball. I'm actually seeing who will actually – who do you think is going to win on August the 11th of Field of Dreams? What um, These two iconic teams between the Chicago Bears and the Cincinnati Reds, um, you know, I, I think with this uh, team, these two teams that are actually going to be playing in Iowa, I mean, it's a really, really good thing. I'm counting down the days to that one. And this will be my second time actually watching it this year. And it's one of um, one of my favorite, one of my favorite stadiums ever to actually, um, actually being, you know, shown on, on TV as well from, um, Iowa, Iowa State, Iowa as well. So it's one of the one of the great uh, venues as well. And when I actually saw this, they said the Field of Dreams. I think, I mean, that is a really good movie. It made me cry. You know, 
from seeing so many of the of the baseball players of the past as well. Yeah, the Field of Dreams game coming up next week. Uh, the the um, Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago Cubs. Not the same game we saw last year. Last year we saw the White Sox and the Yankees, which was a really, really fun game. Uh, Tim Anderson hit a walk-off home run to win it for the White Sox over the New York Yankees. Not the same caliber of teams as both the Cubs and the Reds have been uh, struggling, but it still should be a really, really fun game, really, really fun atmosphere out there in Iowa. You got anything else for We have to let you go today, James? Um, yes. Now, I've been getting a lot of um, insights on Brittany Griner, and I did say, actually said uh, that President Joe Biden has, um, you know, there were he was calling uh, Russia and he was trying to, um, give, you know, with that uh, demands on Brittany Griner, and I think it, she's going to be in prison, I think, nine years, so I think she's going to serve her nine-year sentence, and after those nine years, she'll be coming back home to the United States of America as well, so I'm hoping that she's going to be um, back in the WNBA lineup, and I wish her the best of luck of coming home safely and soundly back to the beautiful USFA of uh, the United States of America as well. And I'm actually, you know, keeping her um, strongly as a, as a WNBA fan. And I would like to see her, you know, in a, in a new, in a new mindset as well. Yeah. Uh, Brittany Griner was sentenced to nine years in Russian prison. Uh, U.S. government currently working to try to, get a some sort of prisoner swap going so that the, they can get uh, Brittany Griner back to the U.S. well before those nine years, and hopefully we do see her back on the WNBA court sooner rather than later. Anything else before we have to let you go today, James? Um, no, I don't have anything else, but um, I would probably get on Monday, I'll probably get like some Halloween uh, trivia, uh, scary movie Halloween trivia uh, movies from the 80s or early 90s. So... 80s and 90s horror movie trivia on Monday for you, James. All right, we'll have that for you. We'll talk to you then. All right, sounds good at War Eagle. War Eagle, James. That was James from Montgomery joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Let's go ahead and head to our next break, final break of the hour. When we come back, wrap up the first hour of the show right after this. Sports Call has been on the air since 1995. We're done paying the bills. Now back to Sports Call on Tiger One last segment here in the first hour. I'm Brooke Childress, joined by Cam Berry and Brant Daughtry on a Friday afternoon from the loveliest village on the plains. Woo-woo. If you get one thing right, as the song says, make sure it's the listening to the Sports Call podcast. If you like to listen to podcasts on Spotify, guess what? It's there. There's really a link- crazy that Taylor Swift just did that for free. Is this Taylor Swift? This is Marshmallow. 
Marshmallow. And Kane Brown, I think. I think this is Marshmallow and Kane Brown. Not Taylor. Taylor Swift was the song going into the commercial break. That's what it is. But yeah, Sports Call Podcast brought to you by Coca-Cola is on Spotify. If you want to find it directly, you don't want to have to go searching through the depths of Spotify. There's a link on our Twitter page at Sports Call AU right now that'll take you right to it on Spotify if that's how you prefer to listen to our podcasts. Brought to you by Coca-Cola. First day of fall camp. Not a lot of uh, headlines being made today, but the guys back out on the field getting ready for the 2022 football season, which is just under a month away. The Tigers will kick off September 3rd, 6 o'clock in Jordan-Hare Stadium. It's the whiteout game versus Mercer. Getting the whiteout game yeah. out early in the I'll season. I'll be there. Will you? Yes, nice. I will. Awesome. That's great. I yeah, think ex- I'll be there as well. Excited for the kickoff, you know, kind of. Got to be there for the first game. Make you know? sure you wear white. Oh, yeah. Brant, you too. I don't know if I have any white Auburn stuff. Well, maybe get a white T-shirt and color an Auburn logo on it. I might just do that. Might have to. Or I'm sure <laughs> or there's some good back-to-school deals. just buy a white shirt, yeah. There's some back-to-school deals. True. Not a sponsor, true. but uh, I've, I've heard the Auburn Very University true. Bookstore is having a big sale this weekend. Boom, boom. Ooh. Here you go. Um, not a sponsor, yeah, though, but if they I wanted mean. to, we're, we're here for it. <laughs> Give us a call. Uh, if you want to get on the phone line at 334-887-34 and locally, toll free one 888 9 on the Auburn Bank phone line is where you can get your calls in. We'll take more phone calls in the next hour as we are wrapping up this first hour of the show. Football is back. Briefly, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about it, but the first preseason game was last night. Jarrett Stidham got the start for the, uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. His first game as a Raider after spending his first few years in the NFL as a New England Patriot. Followed his offensive coordinator, um, Josh McDaniels, to Las Vegas. Yeah. He had his first win as a NFL co- head coach, second time, because he was the coach of the Broncos. Got his first Raiders win last night against the Jaguars on the same field that he used to play high school football on. How about that? Ooh, went to high school. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Went yeah. to high school next door to yep. Canton, Ohio, Canton's uh, Hall of Fame and played high school football on that field and got his first head coaching win as a Raider last night on that same field. That was a pretty good story uh, for Josh McDaniels. Good night. Uh, I'll tell you this. One thing that I really like interesting about the preseason is that it feels like the game gets a little more intense the more you get into it because the starters at the beginning, whatever starters play, they're like, yeah, we're starters. You know, We're just out here getting reps in. Once you get toward like the third and fourth quarter and you've got some of those deep backups in there, they're playing for an NFL job, right? And they're out exactly. there competing. Like it, it, the the they're that's the, their hearts out out there. Yeah, that's the best thing about the preseason is you're watching some of these guys that are trying to make the roster play their hearts Active out in those third, second, and third quarters. Uh, three three four eight eight seven thirty four and locally toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine. We'll talk more about preseason NFL getting underway. We'll talk more about preseason Auburn camp. We'll head back to the Auburn make phone line when we come back after our top of the hour break. I'm Brooks Childress, Brant Daughtry, Kim Barrier in studio with me. It's a Friday on Sports Call, and coming up during this break, you get to our Atlanta Braves update, and then the second hour of Sports Call, right after this.
One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour sports call starts right now on Tiger 95.9, our website, thetiger.fm, and our podcast. Brought to you by Coca Cola, Brooks Shoulder, Sprint Daughtry, Canberry, all in the studio. This afternoon is what we refer to as a bullpen day here. At Sports Call, J.J. Jackson and Ryan LaVoy out of town. I so, think you're the only one who refers to it like that. I know, but I like to call it a bullpen day. That's fine. He likes to say bullpen. That's fine. Yeah. Arm barn. Arm barn. I, I'm not oh, going to call it an arm barn day. We've done that you before. should. We've done that before, though. We've had that conversation before. <laughs> you should not call it that. that. Because it's funny every time. <laughs> the arm barn. What was the other, uh, the pitcher pin? Oh, that was the other gosh. one. Um, but... <laughs> It is a bullpen. I like to call it a bullpen day because I'm not the normal starter and I'm not really in the starting rotation of, you know, hosts. I'm only called upon on certain days and when the starter, starting pitcher is out of, uh, out of town, that's when I'm called upon. And this is true. So <laughs> I love the idea of a guy from the bullpen getting the start because the, the normal starter just, ha- just had something. He was just like, yeah, I'm not going to be there that day. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess so. I mean, that happens with like kids being born and right. family. It's like, hey, I can't be there today because I'm literally my wife is having a child. My my child specifically. Yeah, <laughs> you would hope. <laughs> hey man, Hey-o. you never. Kn- <laughs> you never know. All right, who's next? Second who's, hour. Who's, of on, the, who's call, on the line? Second hour of sports call starts right now. Football is back. Maybe not to Brant, but. No, <laughs> two thirds of the room. Clearly not to bring. Two thirds of the room says it's, football it's is back. back. No. It's back. I'm just not. It's not back to the point where I can get excited about it. So Auburn. Football. And look, I want to say this. I'm not trying to take away from anybody who is I trying to make you're a preseason. I'm trying to steal my joy. I'm not trying to take away from anybody who does enjoy the preseason. I'm not trying to take. Certainly not trying to take away from the guys who are up there trying to make a roster. If you if you even have a, a cup of tea with the NFL. You're a freaking baller. Like so, nothing but respect to those guys. Respect. I just, I just don't care. I just, Wrong. I personally do not care. If you care, that's fine. Wrong. But I do not. <laughs> Wrong. It's like, it's like golf. Like if you, like Brooks, you and I have had this discussion yeah. before. You love oh, golf. I do. That's totally okay. Yeah, golf I is do great. Not, I do not agree. I golf also, is a great sport. Golf is not a great sport. Uh, Wrong. All right. It's an incredibly I'm difficult sorry. sport. Gonna, I'm not trying to take away I'm anything. Sorry. Wait, and we, I just don't like gonna, it. We may have to have conversations here. Can't sit here and watch golf. Oh. It's like watching paint dry. No, it's I can't not. watch tennis either. Like I I actually can Whoa. watch tennis. I can't. 
tennis is tennis. If, if there is a player that I'm interested in, I can watch tennis. There is no better sound to me than crowd noise, like very, very loud crowd noise. <laughs> tennis doesn't have And that. in tennis <laughs> and in golf, but it's the, you make a loud noise, it's the you anticipation. get kicked out. It's the anticipation. You get kicked out. No, it's not. It's boring. Because golf and tennis, you're watching it, you're watching it, and then a play cool. happens, it, like, it, you erupt. It's, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll sit and watch you Build the anticipation, and you erupt into in applause. I would rather build the anticipation by screaming as loud as possible, but then you watch a play happen, down. and then whenever the play happens, react to that. But it's fun. It's it. The, you get the it's, anticipation. You can believe that. You can believe I that, do. man. Like I'm not trying to take that it. away from you. It's just not. It's it's not where I am. <laughs> this is still in here. I didn't know that. I did not know that was still in the system. Yeah, it's always going to be in the system. <laughs> That's fair. We're gonna. Well, That's I fair. I guess there's there's no like so limit much, on the dude. stuff we can no, put in there. I, is there? I, well, I, I guess cart numbers. So much. That's fair. But how many digits are there? Uh, four. And a cart number. Oh, only four. Yeah, there's only four. So so. 9,999 possibilities. Yes. Yeah. Plus all of our songs, that, which includes all of it. Well, well you can, you per can, category. Yeah, I don't I know how many say. categories are in yeah, there. That'd exactly. Be a great which, can't you add different categories to it? This, this, this is Wide Orbit Talk. Um, this music is so pristine. It's just it is. Wide Orbit Talk. Serene. But you don't like golf. I don't like golf. This music is great. I, I, I appreciate music. I don't appreciate golf. And maybe it's because I'm Awful. terrible at golf. I've never played golf, so I don't know if I'm good at it or not. I'm I'm very. Have you bad. you've played top golf before? I, I know you played, played top golf before. I'm I saw it in your Snapchat story bad. last. Yeah, night. that was four years ago. Um, still very very bad. That was four golf. years ago, and I sliced it pretty bad, and you can see it on that video. But uh, yeah, man, top golf is a great time. I, I'll go to I'll go do top golf or mini golf like right now. Like yeah, it's fun. top top golf actually, is a good time. Actually, not not right now because I have uh, I'm as soon as this show is over, I'm driving back to to Warner Robins, Georgia, to Woo. for to be. Uh, at home for a Georgia. weekend before things get really wild because, boy, it's are about things to about busy. to get wild over here. 334-887-341, locally toll-free, one tiger 9 uh, Let's go back to the Auburn Bank phone line because there's a guy that's just called in, uh, and I don't know which side he's going to be on, if he's going to defend golf or if he's going to be against golf. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I know he's told us before. Golf. Uh, but it is... Jeff from Columbus. Jeff has called in. Jeff, how are you doing this afternoon? Just fine. How you guys doing? Doing, doing fantastic. Well. I, hey, I'll tell you, I do not care to watch either one of them. Right? Wow. Okay. I I will go and golf. You know, take some beverages, drive around <laughs> with my brothers. You know, they golf, and you know that's fun. I like it. It's fun. Tennis, not a big fan of it. Both sports are. I've tried both of them. Are. Very hard. Very, you know, very I, difficult. Yeah, you know, they they, they they deserve all the accolades. But now let me tell you what's really bad to watch, what's really boring to watch, and that's why I'm calling in right now because oh. my buddy's looking at me. My buddy next to me that I work with, he is as close to a professional fisherman. Matter of fact, he was <laughs> a professional yeah. fisherman at one time. He watches, and I have to put up with it now, with the Wi-Fi and stuff like that, he watches fishing. Major League yeah, Fishing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You, yeah. you want to talk about something Bass where masters. there's not a lot in action? <laughs> I mean, it is the most boring thing in the world. Love to fish. I love to fish. And like you say, these guys go out here and catch, you know, 30 pounds of fish, five fish. They catch six, five-pound bass. See, I have learned something from watching <laughs> fishing. I know. <laughs> 
I know what the rules are and stuff. But it is got it. I, you know, I have actually watched cricket. I don't understand cricket. Cricket is electric, man. I, I love watching cricket. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, cricket. And I, what's that thing with the the they do on ice with the the balls? They slide. Oh, oh curling, ice. curling, what is that curling, with the brooms? curling. Watch that. I get excited about it. But <laughs> golf and tennis and fishing, I really can't. Well, Jeff, I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you, we didn't have this conversation on Monday or Wednesday when Tom was here because he'd. Uh, I think he'd get in an argument with you about the fishing. Yeah, we uh, we actually he, had Logan Parks up. on here uh, um, so at some point this week, and he is. Uh, he's about to graduate from Auburn, and he yeah. is. He's a, a big name uh, in a, a big uh, what do you, prospect for Major League prospect, Fishing. Yeah. Well, like I say, my buddy here, he's actually from Lagrange. He he knows all those guys. They fish together all the time. Really? And so, and and yes, and he's actually sits there. He'll get a call from his buddy. He'll follow him on the thing, and he'll get a call. And this guy's just won a hundred thousand dollars for catching the big fish of the tournament. Oh, man, you yeah. know. And and he's you know seriously, this guy I'm uh, work with, he's pretty good. They call him sometimes and ask you know, hey, where are they at? You know, what are they going to do and stuff. But I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I just don't want to watch it. But yeah, they try to make it interesting since they've got what do they got now? The drones, right? Yeah. So they can they can uh, they can go to the if somebody actually comes on if they go oh we're going to go over here and see uh, uh, Jim Beam Jim Beam's about to catch a fish. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they've already done it, seen it on the drone. So that makes it. But there still isn't a whole lot of fishing going on. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. But. Hey, you guys, it's Friday. It's time for the weekend. You all holding the fort down. And, hey, did you all play softball the other day? We did not. We got rained out. The 6.30 games got got to play, and then the weather moved in before we could start. Our first game was 7.30, and so we've got pushed back another week. Another week. So you all were out there doing a rain dance or something like that. We were. Something like that. (laughs) I understand. Well, hey, you all have a good weekend, and uh, I'll probably talk to you on later on next week okay all right thanks for the phone call today jeff that was jeff from columbus joining us on the auburn bank phone line man i thought he was coming to my defense he was gonna be able to watch (laughs) golf or tennis or something but no i'm with you on tennis brooks we'll get back on track auburn football's back auburn football is back we all agree that regular season college football is awesome yes Yes. favorite sport in the world absolutely favorite sport in the world and we'll talk about it with our good friend retired war damn steve I'm sure, on the other side of this break. You're listening to Sports Call. May we have your attention, please? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Hi, my name is... What? My name is... My name is... Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. I'm Jeff Whitaker Jr., former Auburn Tigers defensive tackle and national champion, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9.
if we've learned anything so far on the show today, it's that we're no role models on how to host a sports talk radio show. Nice. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Sometimes I have to work on these things. <laughs> Sometimes, like, the music will keep playing, and I'm sure y'all see me, like, staring blankly at the board, and I'm just not pushing any buttons, waiting for it to come back, and I'm trying to think of something yeah. to say. 334-887-341, locally toll-free, one 9 It's how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. Second hour of sports call rolls on on a Friday, getting you closer and closer to the weekend. Some of you, it's already here. Hopefully, for you, it's already here. Auburn football returned to the practice field today for the first time since fall uh, spring camp. First practice got uh, over with earlier today. The Young Guns will get their practice going here in just a little bit. They may even be starting right now. Who knows? Um, But I'm sure we'll see some updates coming from that. There is a media window for the Young Guys practice. But the veterans practiced earlier today. They've already done Film's been broken down. They're sitting there watching it, learning, getting ready for practice tomorrow. They'll return to the practice field tomorrow morning, I believe, is when their next practice is. But we will uh, we'll continue to roll on here, and we will talk about all the headlines. And I'm sure someone, that's one, that's someone that wants to talk about a lot of those headlines is now joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Let's go back there and head down to South Alabama, and it is... Ward Dam Steve. Retired Ward Dam Steve joining us on the phone line now. Steve, how are you doing on a beautiful Friday? Uh, thanks for taking my phone call, guys. I'm doing fine. And uh, finally, you've gotten somebody here who hopefully... Uh, can make some sense out of the nonsense I've been hearing here. Uh, but yeah. with that said, uh, I hope to gosh that uh, we don't see anything uh, in a print or online on the Internet uh, over this coming weekend that uh, Mr. J.J. Jackson was arrested for eluding <laughs> uh, the local police there. No, I'm sure they're keeping him under control. Because he can get really wild, I've heard. He can get He can get rowdy. He's a rowdy one. Yeah, so uh, let's hope uh, he comes back uh, with no, uh, you know, headlines uh, on OAN uh, news or anything. <laughs> All right, and listening to you guys uh, try to make, I was trying to find your discussion about golf and tennis, and I said, you know, it sounds like uh, when Gage is away, uh, you might want to consider maybe having Steve Carell, who played Michael, of course, on The Office, to come in and, uh, you know, uh, just add more to the chaos and confusion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I did hear I heard uh, Jeff's comments, and uh, this is one of those rare times I actually agree with him. Uh, you you'd have to tie me up and put a gun to my head to watch golf. Oh, I know we've had this discussion before, Steve. Yeah, uh. I do not consider it to be a legitimate sport. Uh, maybe oh. one time it might have been because people actually walked from one uh, uh, you know a hole to the next hole, but now they take what golf carts. <laughs> And around here, golf carts are seen as a mode of transportation in, in Fairhope now. Yeah. Instead of driving cars, everybody's driving golf carts. And believe me, it's no fun going, um, if you're behind with a real car, behind a golf cart that's going 10 miles an hour. I wouldn't think that'd be fun. No. Uh, but moving on, guys, enough of my whining. I tell you, it's Fun Friday, right? Absolutely. Well, then if you haven't seen this fun video, you might want to check it out on Twitter. And uh, it's a... Uh, Top Gun uh, wannabe uh, video with uh, Coach Harson talking to all of our uh, quarterbacks. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, uh, they released it earlier this morning before they went out to practice, and I, I thought I thought it was real funny. I thought it was very creative. Whoever came up with that idea? Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty funny too. Seeing some of the reactions, some of the uh, 
So the quarterbacks looking at each other and saying, well, who's the best? Because, you know, he says in the uh, commentary in the video that, uh, you know, only 1%, you're the 1% who have made it to quarterbacks, you know, uh, in the SEC. And uh, everybody was looking around, okay. And then you remember uh, one part at the very end, he says, we're going to be, you know, uh, having you practice, you know, every day, and it's going to get uh, harder every day to the point where, you know, when you're riding, you'll be bleeding from your uh, fingernails, you know. Yeah. And then uh, uh, if you can still see straight, you won't be seeing uh, very much of anything. So I thought, okay, this ought to be good. So, all right, enough of that. And then I came across this quote regarding today's, uh, I guess, uh, when I say breakout players, and this is the quote. You tell me who you think it was said by and who was being said about. All right. Quote, he might be the most improved young player on the entire offense. Interesting. Um, I think I'm trying to remember. Did I'll say that? Uh, I'm just saying, was, was, was this from today's practice or was this from yesterday? Uh, no, he said, I think, yesterday. It was a quote that uh, apparently was obtained by Nathan Key. Okay. Sports. So if, if it's most approved on offense, I'm going to say it's either Harson or, like you said, Kim Keesaw. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say it was uh, I'm going to go with Cam's line of thing. I'm going to say Keesaw, and I'm going to say Tank Bigsby. Hmm. Okay, is that your final answer? That is that is my guess. Anybody else want okay. to take a guess? I'm going to go Keesaw and uh, Travars Johnson. Who's that, Brent? No, it's Cam. Cam, you win chicken dinner. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, boom. Uh, that's he was said about. It was that Mr. Dawson. He might be the most improved young player in the entire offense. That's a good we sign. Surprised by that? We were surprised. We surprised to hear that though. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'd be, you know, overly surprised. Um, you know, you, you look at what these guys have put in the work in in fall King, or in in the off season with spring and into the summer and. You know, there's there's not there's some guys on this offense that they're they're really you know you know they're really really good, and then there's some guys that could uh, take a step forward, and that was one of the guys uh, that Auburn I think needs to take a step forward this year, and it's really high praise from your offensive coordinator to say that you know he's the most improved so far. Right. Uh, moving on, guys. About practice, um, I was getting this uh, from uh, one of the two forty seven sports, uh, Nathan King, and uh, he said that Andrews Carson apparently. Uh, was a full participant with a brace on his left knee. And I was trying to recall, does he kick with his left foot or uh, right foot? Uh, I think he's right-footed. He is right-footed. Uh, his left foot is his plant leg. Okay, all right. Which one was the uh, uh, the, the, uh, the the leg that was injured? Uh, it was his left. Left knee? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, and then I saw a list of who plays the photo of the first string offense. I know they are going to be uh, rotated, but apparently uh, Finley was on the – Supposedly first team offense with Riggs being, uh, and then later on uh, they had uh, Calzada. That was the only two they had today. Uh, it was Calzada and uh, Finley. Uh, did you read anything different? No, uh, from from everything we've seen, it was uh, those were the two guys that got the majority of the reps. But you know, then again, it's the first day of fall camp, and those guys are the more you know the more veteran quarterbacks in this room. They've had more yep. SEC experience, and so it makes sense that they were getting a little bit more. You, everyone expects those two to be the guys uh, that come out at the end of this. Is one of those two is going to be named the starter, and so not really shocked that they would be the ones to get most of the first team reps. Okay, all right. And about those T-shirts, guys, I know that you are. Uh, an affiliate for uh, Auburn Sports, right? Correct. 
Okay. So I uh, wonder maybe you might be able to get some of those T-shirts, not only maybe for your for the staff, but maybe as a giveaway uh, contest uh, here on the show. Uh, I don't know. I, those seem like an exclusive item to uh, to Auburn football practice there. Yeah, well, I, I thought it was hilarious. Yes, they're made by uh, um, the. Uh, I'm sorry, they're made by Under Armour. Yeah, put their logo on there. Yep, Auburn. I mean, that makes sense. Auburn is an Under Armour school. Well, I saw Christian uh, uh, Clemente. He had one. He took a picture of it uh, with him. I showed him the shirt. I thought it was pretty funny. So I'm yeah. glad uh, Harson did that. Yeah, Harson uh, very much fed into because I believe today, uh, if not today, it was yesterday. This is the one year anniversary of the the hat throwing uh, at the practice, and so yep. uh, he did. very much fed into that. Uh, you know, a lot of people uh, rem- brought that up on Twitter, and he, I, I believe from everything that we we've, we've seen on Twitter and everything we've heard that it was Brian Harson's idea to do the t shirts. Right. right. So I'm glad he doubled down on it. Then. Oh yeah. All right, and then about. Uh, the, the practice, guys. I was reading from Jason Caldwell his uh, Friday morning uh, mailbag that uh, he made the comment that access to the coaches and to the players and to practice has become uh, or is becoming um, much more easier uh, to have access to than in previous seasons. And I thought that was a remarkable comment because previous seasons not only includes last year's but also the Malzahn uh, seasons too. Um, so that to me was encouraging. But the guys, did you um, did you get the sense that in previous seasons uh, it was a uh, really difficult to have access uh, from sports writers like yourselves or uh, journalists? Yeah, I mean, you look at the Gus Malzahn era. If you ask any of the Auburn beat, they did get some, you know, some time at, uh, to view practice. But most of the time, it was right there at the very beginning, where you, you're watching players basically stretch out and do some um, do some kickoff and punt returning stuff, or at the very beginning of practice. And in the last few periods, and by the time you got into you know what you describe as the meat of the practice, or the offense and defense are kind of working together. They would shepherd the the you know the media relations folks at Auburn would shepherd the people out and say you know that's it. And then you'd get Gus Malzahn once a week. You'd get a couple players, um, and then you know you'd hear from the assistant coaches probably once before the season started, and then you really wouldn't hear from them for the rest of the the regular season. But it seems like you know you know going to a couple of these in uh, spring camp. Uh, with Harson, they're more so targeting them, you know, right there midway through practice where you're getting a little bit of offense and defense work uh, in the viewing period. So you're starting to see a little bit more, um, you know, individual drills of everybody working, working together with their individual coaches. And then as you, you know, we, we pointed out yesterday, Auburn, uh, the first day of fall camp, Auburn got to talk to the OC and DC and uh, Brian Harson, and then you got a couple players. I think you had four players today, and I think you're going to get Harson. Uh, some of the media is going to get Harson and a couple players tomorrow, and then they're you know they're going to go through the rest of fall camp. You're uh, going to get some of the assistant coaches next week, uh, if I'm if I remember the schedule correctly. And so it is. It does seem that this year uh, that Brian Harson and this uh, Auburn staff have been a little bit more open than what we've seen in the past. Yeah, and I'm curious to see that because there seems to be a great deal of paranoia uh, in the past. Coaching, uh, not not just Malzahn, but also Gene Chizik. He was um, very uh, restrictive, wasn't he? Uh, from what I, I, we weren't covering Auburn at the time, but from what we hear, yeah, it was a little bit more restrictive. But on you know, in defense of kind of being you know a coach being restrictive with their practices, you know, college football is a multi-billion-dollar industry now, and if something were to get out into the media that another team could take advantage of. That could, you know, that could get a coach fired or something if they lose that game. But so I understand coaches being a little bit paranoid when it comes to viewing practices. 
but it is really really nice and you know uh, some during some of the uh, openness that brian harson has had some of the media relations have said hey you know when you're out here filming don't have any of the cadences in the in your films don't have any of the you know don't uh show who's here being recruited and who's uh, you know who's out here who's out here and who's not out here don't report that while you're out here and so they do put some restrictions on what they what you can report out but you know if the more you're getting access to it the uh, i think the better okay uh well, what about last night's game i didn't watch it i know the final was 27 to 11 yep so it wasn't much of a contest there how did that Jerson perform I thought he performed admirably. Yeah, he, he didn't do bad at all. He he had a, a few very nice throws down the field. Never to say for for a preseason for the first preseason game for the first time in this uh, in, in with the Raiders. It's not the first time in this offense because he was with Josh McDaniels at New England. But you know, he, I, I thought he he performed fairly admirably, especially against a a defense on for Jacksonville that is one supposed to be improved and two has the number one draft pick in the country. Yeah, I mean he's he's basically working to solidify being that backup yep. quarterback there uh, behind Derek Carr. And I mean and that's a that's a step up for him considering he was about third maybe fourth string in New England. How many quarters uh, did he play? Uh, he got some work in all four. Uh, yeah. It was not consistently the entirety of the quarter. I know he was the starter last night, but he definitely he got work in all four quarters of the game. Do you know what his percentage completion was? Uh, I don't no. I think he had eight completions on the night. Okay. He did not throw a touchdown pass, but he did have a rushing touchdown. Okay, well, I will. I wish him the best. All right, real quickly, guys, how about today in sports? A rather really um, pretty critical, significant event occurred uh, in sports uh, and in basketball. I'll give you that much. Okay. Do you know what might have happened on this date? Um, in basketball, uh, I'll give it a year. 1976, August the 5th. Was it the NBA was formed? Very good. Oh, look at and that! I, and nice. I hope you're not. I hope you're not on the uh, history dot uh, com channel there uh, <laughs> on the internet watching because uh, this is what that's exactly what happened. Uh, I and of course I was watching it back then, uh, and I I forgot completely that the NBA that it is now was not back then. It was actually two two leagues: yeah. the American Basketball Association and the National Basketball Association. Now, what was even more important about this is what happened as a result of this merger. Because before then, uh, this particular, uh, I guess, I guess kind of rule or, or uh, yeah, um, basketball rule had not gone into effect. Do you know what that rule was? Uh, was it the three-point line? That was one of them. It never existed. I'm going to say, I knew that came around a little bit later. And then, was it the shot clock? Very good. What was the shot clock? 24 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Those, 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 there was something else that apparently they were using uh, in the NBA. I'm sorry, uh, in, the, in the ABA uh, that was catching on, and it was the color of the basketball. Do you do you, do you know what that was? Um, well, it's orange now, so I'm going to say was it brown? It was red, white, and blue. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so I uh, I recall that I said, and I obviously it it went away. But what would you think about a red, white, blue basketball now? Uh, I think it um, kind of remind me of the Harlem Globetrotters, yeah, really. That's yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I was going to say. Exactly, exactly. Okay, now, I do want to get your thoughts real quickly on this, guys. Yesterday, uh, Mr. Ryan LaVoy uh, talked about uh, win totals in terms of uh, floor and seedings for Auburn. So I'll give you my ceiling and floor, and then I want to hear what your 
season floors are for wind totals for Auburn this season. All right. My ceiling is 10. My floor is 7. Now, Ryan was 9 yesterday for his ceiling, and 6 was his floor. So, guys, what are your uh, your thoughts on uh, the ceiling and floor for Auburn's wind totals? Now, are we? Are, do you want to include the bowl game or not? No, no. Just no, just season. the regular season. Um, I would say my ceiling, I, I also agree, I think 10 is the ceiling because you've got a couple games in there that you could lose. Uh, maybe you pull off an upset somewhere. So I think my ceiling would be would be 10. And I'm, I would have to agree with Ryan. If we're not taking in the bowl game, I would say the, the floor would be 6. If we're, if we're factoring in the bowl game, I'd say 7 because I, I think you do have to win that bowl game. Yeah, right. I, I'm, I'm going to agree. I, Cam? Yeah, I'm also agreeing. 10. Yeah, I think I think you're. I heard somebody say this the other day. It's basically a ten win season because you're not expecting to be Georgia or Alabama, especially on the road. Um, I think Texas A&M is a much more talented team than you, but it, it not the gap is not so wide that you no. can't overcome them yeah. in Jordan Hare. Yep. So uh, I think with that in mind, I think yes, ten wins is possible. I'm going to say nine would be my optimistic prediction. I don't think you'd be Texas A&M, uh, even, if you're, even though you have them at home. So 9 or 10, uh, I can see the argument for both. And, and I, think that, I think the floor is 6. I think, you could very, I think you could very well win only. I think you could very easily go 6 and 6 this year because the schedule is brutal and it, see the offseason. Right, and uh, was that you, Brant? Yes, Cam? sir, it was. Okay, Cam, what, what is your ceiling in the floor? Uh, ceiling definitely, I, I agree. Ten, because um, you know I just don't see us beating Bama and Georgia this year. I mean, if that were to happen, then it's miracle season talk time. Um, uh, the floor six, also, you know, I, I agree with that. I think that's a good number. Um, you know, definitely some some games that we could just mess around and lose, but I I, I don't see that happening. Um, I, I I but ten ten and six definitely. Okay, well, I'm obviously maybe more of a homer than you guys are, but I just don't see us uh, doing six again. I just don't. I, uh, I don't I either, have honestly. A bad taste in your mouth. I, I agree, actually. I don't yeah. see us doing six again, but I th- I just think you know if some the possibility is there, happens, things I mean, things could absolutely go wrong. Yeah, I, I think yeah, if something crazy even, happens, yeah, I, I, okay. then you know maybe six. But I I agree with you, uh, Steve. I, I don't see us winning six games. I think we're going to be an extremely competitive football team. Um, just with how we're going into the season, I, I just I don't see Harson repeating another season like he had last year. Okay, and also Ryan said yesterday that his breakout player for this season is uh, Mr. Tate Bigsby. Do you see someone else as being a breakout player or have a breakout season? Um, I'm going to go, you know who I'll go with? I will go with the wide receiver. I'm going to say Coy Moore. Nice. Hmm. That's a good pick. That is a good pick. Because I think you, because okay. I think that one, you know, they're gonna one. Everybody knows that Tank Bigsby is going to be the bell cow of this offense, and so once teams start to zero in on that run game, one they've talked about getting uh, Tank Bigsby, you know, put into that pass game a little bit more. We saw some of that work in practice today, uh, him catching passes out of the backfield. But also, you know, you're going to have to have some passing game, and I think Coy Moore from the the transfer from LSU uh, is going to be one of those guys that really steps up this season. Hi, right, you guys. Cam and uh, Brad? I, I am also going to go with a wide receiver. I'm stuck between Javarius Johnson and Tarvaris Dawson, though. I, I think both of those guys have a chance to really turn into something special. Uh, and, you know, Javarius Johnson was one of the, I think it was, it, it was one of the two, and I can't remember which, because uh, you know, the, 
these kids, these wide receivers who just haven't played a whole lot yet kind of get mixed up in my head. But um, in, in the bowl game, there was one of them that came wide open on a very, very long touchdown pass, and T.J. Finley just missed the throw. Uh, but he had COVID at the beginning of 2020 and uh, missed spring ball, missed the beginning of the season. And, and Well, actually, they didn't have spring ball, did they? But he missed, he missed most of fall camp and uh, missed most of the season. And by the time he came on, there just wasn't enough time for him to get acclimated. And uh, last year in a new system, he didn't really get anything done. And this year, I'm really hoping that one of those two guys can step up. I'm going to go with a defensive player. Um, I'm going to go with um, – I'm, I'm kind of stuck between Owen Papo and uh, Nehemiah Pritchett. But I, I think I'm going to go Papo just because, you know, he missed a lot of last season. He was injured. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of expected that he was going to be a three-year and go to the league kind of guy because he was a five-star. He's the only five-star that was on our team. Um, and I, I think he's just going to come out with a vengeance this year, and he's going to be a real, real headbuster. I think he's going to lead uh, lead the team in tackles. I think he's he's going to be um, a dog for us. Fair enough. Yeah, I was wondering. Uh, I was in the debate between Owen Papo and Derek Hall. Uh, on defense, yeah. Um, and uh, when I asked you about uh, the breakout players in offense, uh, probably I would have also asked you this: who Who would you say will we have this kind of player on on the wide receiver uh, side that will be our next maybe Darvin Adams or our next Eli Stove or our next uh, Seth Williams or maybe our next Ben Ogbonu? Do we have a player like that, guys? Uh, you mean like a big go up and get it kind of wide receiver? Because uh, yeah, there. That everybody will not be able to compete with, and that you know he's going to be our go-to guy. Yeah, well, a go-to receiver can mean different things, but if you're looking for just a bigger-bodied receiver, I think this year your two guys to look out for are going to be Xavion Capers yep. and uh, Landon King, who yes. is now officially listed as a wide receiver. That both yeah. those guys taller than six three, over two twenty. They're they're big bodies and. Uh, Landon Cap- fast. Landon is very, very fast for how big he is. Xavion Capers is a physical presence. Uh, and another guy, he's he's only about six foot, but, man, I saw some video of Shedrick Jackson today. He looks like he's gotten in the weight room this offseason. I, I don't know if he's always been that big, and I just haven't seen it, but he looks a lot bigger than he did last season to me. And uh, I, I really hmm? – No, I was going to say, you said Shedrick? Yeah. Shedrick Jackson, he looks a lot thicker than he did last year, and I, I'm all about well, I'm all about players putting on good weight. So, well, I'll tell you what we we got the media got to uh, speak to Shedrick earlier, and he actually said he lost about five pounds. This did he? Week, the, uh, he bul- he bulked up a little bit, but overall Cut. he lost about yeah. five okay. pounds. All right, and so that's good. Even yeah. better, losing bad weight, getting on good weight is that's I mean that makes you a better football player. Well, guys, I, I appreciate your your thoughts there. Maybe uh, I probably maybe asked incorrectly uh, as a breakout. I mean, by a clutch uh, wide receiver that you know, if you throw to him, he ain't dropping it because that's what we had a lot of problems last year. Consistency and Ben Olmanu, unfortunately, when he brought that touchdown in the end zone against Ole Miss, but if you threw it to him, you knew he was going to catch it. If you threw it to Darwin Adams, you knew he wasn't going to drop it. Eli, so that's the kind of wide receiver I'm asking. Do we have one like that? Sure-handed? I, I don't know. Yeah. That that was Shedrick Jackson's yeah. biggest issue we'll, last year. We'll he he got open, but he did have a lot of drop issues. If you're looking for uh, one guy that I think is pretty sure-handed, he's not a wide receiver, but I think uh, John Samuel Shanker is poised to have a really big year, uh, and he, right. he has very good hands. 
Uh, Landon King. What about is a, Landon King? Yeah, exactly. It's same same story. I mean, he had he had catch of the year last year in the in the first overtime period in the Iron Bowl. So I think he's a very sure-handed guy. I think he's going to get a lot more playing time this year. So I, you know, drops might still be a problem for some of these guys. But you've brought in a lot of other guys, and you've got some young guys coming up uh, that you hopefully can mitigate some of that. Okay, because that's what I saw. You know, it was just horrendous. I mean, it's abysmal that people be wide open and they drop the pass. Yeah, drops were were terrible last year, and I definitely think um, the you know the hiring of I Killiard that probably ends this year with that, that or at least drops drastically. And then we'd see people that would only make uh, their route partially, maybe I don't know, if they, and they would just stop. Yeah, well, come that, back and try to help out the quarterback. That was more of an issue, not in this offense, not in the Harson offense, but that was part of the Gus Malzahn yes. system. Uh, that was a that was a failure of Gus's offense. Um, that it, hopefully, again, ha- has been taken care of. Hopefully, you've gotten that out of these guys a little bit. I think they've gotten it out of these I guys agree. a little bit. So, uh, I, I don't see that being an issue again. The reason that kept happening is because. Gus Malzahn's offense was purely ba- his passing offense was purely based on pre-snap reads, and uh, you know you the whoever the quarterback was would identify the receiver he was going to throw to before the snap, and uh, every other wide receiver knew what was going to happen too, so they'd run a little bit and then stop because they knew they weren't getting the ball. And yeah, and the know. defense knew who it was going to. Yeah, that that was the biggest issue, the biggest overall issue with Gus Malzahn's offense is that the defense eventually knew what was coming. All right, guys. Hey. I'm through rambling and making, maybe making some sense. So I thank you for your time. I uh, always appreciate the uh, amount of uh, rambling that you allow me to do. So I hope that you guys have a relaxing and peaceful weekend. And uh, with that having said, War Eagle, guys, talk to you next week. War Eagle. War Eagle, Steve. That War was War Dam Steve, retired War Dam Steve, joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Let's head to our next break of the hour when we come back we wrap up hour number two right after this you're listening to sports call on a friday do you want to join our conversation tweet us your thoughts on twitter at sports call au Let's get back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Feel free to give us a call at 334-887-3401 or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Last few minutes of hour number two on a Friday edition of Sports Law. I'm Brooks Childress, Cam Berry, having a dance-off in the corner with himself. Brant Daughtry, also This song is so good. I'm here. Texting people. Makes me, makes me want to sing the song. Or coloring. I don't know what. Looks like he's looks coloring. Like he's coloring. I'm yes. coloring. We're having a productive day on the show. <laughs> First day of Auburn football fall it's camp. It's Friday. It's Friday. It is Friday. Football is back, isn't that right, Brian? I have a very long drive ahead of me today, so just let me have my let me have my color. Said, let me have my piece. Football's back. It's creating art. Auburn football back on the practice field. I cannot wait to watch five minute practice videos. 
yeah. just, just five hear. minute videos of Auburn football practice. I mean, they're all there's there's already some videos out there from yep. some some of the media contingency that was out there earlier today. Go find those all across Twitter from all of our good friends in the Auburn beat. We'll definitely be talking to them in the coming weeks to get ev- uh, filled in on everything Auburn football that's going on fall camp. I want to go back. We only have about three and a half minutes left in the hour. So I want to go back to a, a topic Steve Steve brought up. Yeah. And we brought you know, we, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but the the breakout players. I want to get uh I want to get y'all's uh why you said who you said when yeah. Steve asked the breakout player. So we'll start with Cam. I mean, just with Owen, like I said, you know, he was injured last season. Um excuse me. And he, you know, he was expected. To, he was. He's now the only five star on our roster. He was expected, kind of when he was coming in, to be that three and done guy. Go probably be a first rounder because I mean he was just that good coming out of high school. Um, was definitely great his first two years, and I think that the, this third year it kind of um, with the injuries just kind of set him back a little bit. And I think that coming you know into this season, um, it just it just has created a chip on his shoulder. I think. Um, a lot of Auburn fans are excited. I think he's excited now that he's at 100%. Um, you know, he's he's going to come out with a vengeance. He's going to play his ass off. I think it's going to be great. And he, like I said, I think he's going to lead the team in tackles. So, Yeah, I like Owen Papo a lot. When we did uh, the show yesterday, Ryan and I, we both had players with something to prove, and he went mm-hmm. with Owen Papo. 100%. Um, yeah. and, and I think that's a really good pick because you're right. He, he had all these expectations on him, and – uh, has dealt with injury that that kept him off the field for most of last season, and he just hasn't ever been truly the game breaker. He's been really good. He's been very solid. Oh my gosh, his freshman year, he but, was. <sighs> yeah, but th- th- so much more was expected of him, and, and Auburn just hasn't gotten it yet. And I think this year he wants to give that to Auburn. He he expects that of himself, uh, and Auburn expects it of him. So I am looking for him to be, have a big year. Um, who did I say my breakout player was going to be? It said uh, one of the young wide receivers, either yeah. Darius Johnson or Tarvaris Dawson. Yep. Um, I'm, and of those two, I think I'm going to go with Johnson. I think I'm going to go with Javarius Johnson. I think that that kid uh, has so much talent, was super talented, highly touted prospect coming out of high school. Uh, everybody wanted him, and he came to Auburn, and, and things just kind of have the ta- the time, the timetable yeah. has just not worked out for him so far. But finally, this year, he there's competition in that wide receiver room, and I think now's his time to take advantage of it. I think he's this is his chance to prove to the coaching staff that he's too good to keep off the field. Yeah. And I think he's going to take full advantage of it and you know, Auburn needs help at wide receiver, so you better help that one of these young guys steps up. Uh, I said Coy Moore because I, I think that uh, and I also believe a wide receiver has got to step up this year. Uh, Coy Moore has got uh, SEC experience and another big SEC program. I think he's got a chance to come in and you know take leadership of this uh, this room, uh, the wide receiver room. He's also a guy that could kind of be you know uh, as Steve was saying, kind of be like an Eli Stove guy, be very dependable catching the ball. Another guy that after after Steve brought up you know looking for a guy that's very dependable. Um, I think that uh, that I thought about was Savion Capers. I think that he can make yeah. us some strides this yes. year. Uh, there's he, a he has to. Auburn needs him because right now he's you one of two big, big wide receivers yeah, that you have. Need that big body, and the other one is a converted tight end. So you need Xavion Capers to step up in that spot. Well, I was going to say you were saying talking about wanting to watch practice videos. I think there's a clip circulating around practice. Xavion Capers made a catch today in one on ones. Nice. that he was getting interfered with and it was over the shoulder and it was a very impressive catch and now it is you know one day of practice right. one rep doesn't tell you anything it's a good good but day of practice <laughs> it is it was a good day of practice and i think 
I think you can, you know that that play you can see a little bit of what he could be as a wide receiver. So I think Coy Moore and Xavion Capers could be two guys that uh, you know if, if they could step up and have a big year. This Auburn wide receiver room that's had a lot of doubts and still has a lot of doubts to uh, to work through could uh could work themselves into something um, something pretty productive. Let's do it. Two hours of sports call are done. One more hour is set to come at you right after this break. I'm Brooks Childress. Brant Daughtry, Cam Berry are both in the studio, and we'll all Brandt. be back. Cam, Brant? I pointed at the wrong people. <laughs> you did. But we we'll did. be back. We'll, we'll get who's who settled in the, in the studio, and we'll be back. Tiger Communications Sports Report comes your way during this break, and we'll be back. Two hours of sports call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call starts right now on Tiger 95.9, Sports Call website, the Tiger.fm on the Sports Call page. Also on the Tiger.fm on the Tiger 95.9 page, streaming on both of those sites. Yes. Also, our podcast brought to you by Pepsi, wherever you get your podcasts. I am Brooks Shouldress, Brant Daughtry, Cam Barrier are in oh, the I studio with me. Time. I pointed to the right people this time. And we've had two great hours of sports calls so far today. We've got one more hour to go, so don't go anywhere unless you you know, you know really have to. But we'd like you to stay around for another hour of hard-hitting talk about football being back. NFL preseason kicked off last night with the Jaguars and the Raiders. Auburn fall camp officially report day was yesterday. First practice was today. The young guns are going right now over at the uh, – practice they had the older guys go earlier today the young guns are going right now they'll practice again tomorrow and then uh we're, we're off and running with fall camp a lot of a uh, lot of headlines uh, well i say a lot of headlines a lot of you know sp- stuff is now getting posted around the uh the auburn beat uh articles of what was seen earlier today at practice are getting posted around so i'm sure we'll i talk- i caught myself a second ago yeah. like I saw like this, oh who was out there with the first group who in yeah. the second group and I was like oh I, it's like I started making speculations and I was like first day one practice oh, first day yet. one can't, practice in can't tell anything yet I mean you can make some some observations but let's not go crazy well we had a uh, we've had a great show so far today so let's uh, recap shall we we've already finished the first two hours of sports call today <sighs> boy that escalated quickly I mean that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? It's now time for the Daily Show Recap. Um, 
Can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? Sure can. A lot of great stuff today. We've been talking a lot about Auburn Fall Camp. We've had some great phone calls today. James from Montgomery, Jeff from Columbus, retired Word M. Steve, or guys that have called in. Anybody else that wants to call in, 334-887-34. Locally, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9 is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. You want to get your calls in before the weekend. Is uh, we'll have another practice for Auburn football tomorrow. Um, maybe Sunday or Monday there will be another practice, but probably at least one, if not two more practices, will be happening for the Auburn football team before we are back on the air Monday afternoon. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot more, uh, a lot of stuff starting to come out, and a lot of more headlines as we continue to roll through fall camp quarterback competition for the Auburn Tigers. Um, there's, you know, several guys in that quarterback room, but the main two, TJ Finley, Zach Calzada competing. They got most of the, uh, first team reps today from, yep. uh, from what we've seen and what, uh, what is being reported. So it's, it's a fun time. Football is back in our lives, but you know, what hasn't left us is baseball. The Atlanta Braves are no. back in action tonight. You can listen to the, their game over on their sister station, AM 1230 WAUD, the pregame show. The Ford leadoff show is already underway now with our good friend Kevin McAlpin leading the way. But the Braves looking to even up their five-game set with the Mets on the weekend at one game apiece. Ian Anderson gets the mound, uh, gets the mound tonight for the Braves as they will look to, as I said, even it up. Lost last night's game, not from a lack of trying. They did. No. There were several times they you know, they got behind and they came back a little bit and then. The Mets would uh would do what the Mets do and score some more runs, get a little bit further away, and so Braves looking to bounce back tonight and even up this series at one game apiece. Yeah, just you know, I, I know it, it's not anything that really and truly matters, but at the same time, it's something that I still want want the Braves to keep intact. Is that they still have not had a three game losing streak yet? Correct. Um, and so a that win, is on the line tonight. Yeah, the, the, a win tonight would would prevent that again from happening. So uh, you know, not not something big, but Something you kind of want to think about, you know, you haven't lost three in a row at all all season. I mean, that's I mean, I think that's pretty crazy when you really think about it. Absolutely, um, yeah, it, it it absolutely is yeah, crazy. I, I can't remember the the statistics on that, but it's something I, like this hasn't been done since like two thousand one. Right, right. Like you're like, about to pass the two thousand something Yankees. You're you're already for, halfway through yeah. the season and you haven't lost three in a row. So I mean, you know, it, in the back of my head, I'm probably if I were one of the players, I would be thinking. Well, you know, I don't, I don't want to lose that. You know, I kind of want to keep doing that. No, 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 three game losing streaks. You know, we obviously don't want to lose two in a row already. But I mean, we were on a four game win streak before losing to the to the Phillies and then um, losing again to the Mets. So you know, let's just kind of pick it back up uh, and and see where where we can go from here. Ian Anderson, a guy for the Braves tonight who's been up and down all year long. His last two starts are very much opposite. He got the start yes. on the Sunday game against the Angels a couple weeks ago. A, a horrendous start and then his last start he was at a career outing he and heard it, us talking about him yeah he did yeah it feel it feels like it yeah you you need a big start from ian tonight and you know that that feels like the problem last night the bullpen did an okay job they weren't lights out but you know it just a bad start from kyle wright is what ended that game uh pretty early and you know it, hey acuna hit a home run yeah that's that's great news uh to for him to have hit that home run and you know, you he it went a long way at four twenty five to dead center. So I mean, that's that that's not he's still got it. That's not a cheap one. That's not three forty right down the line, just over the wall. That is putting a charge into the ball. So hopefully, uh, that means he's getting his timing back a little bit, and um, hopefully those homers start to come a little bit. 
The Atlanta Braves lineup tonight uh, looks very similar to what it has all season long. Ronald Acuna Jr. leads off in right field. Dansby Swanson will play short, bat second. Matt Olson, first baseman, will bat third. Austin Riley hits on that fourth spot, uh, playing third base. Eddie Rosario takes left field, batting fifth. Marcelo Zuna doing the DHing tonight in sixth. Uh, William Contreras will do the catching tonight, play uh, in bat seventh. Orlando Arcia back at second tonight, playing or in batting eighth. And then Michael Harris, the second in center field, the uh, stud. batting ninth. Uh, you look at the matchup for these uh, these batters that uh, only two, no, three Atlanta batters have never faced the Mets starter tonight. Mets sending Taewon Walker, who's nine and two with the 279 ERA. Only two or three batter or three Braves have not seen Taewon Walker yet in their careers, and that is Orlando Arcia and Michael Harris, two of the guys that are in the lineup. Um, other guys, the guy who's hitting best in the lineup tonight is uh, Austin Riley, who's batting 500 against Walker. He's had six at bats, one home run, three RBIs off of Walker. Is it Taewon well, or Taiwan? I thought it was Taiwan. Maybe Walker. it's Taiwan. Yeah. I mean, Either way, I mean, it feels like. Austin Riley is on a different planet, so yeah. if he's got good history against this guy and he can stay hot, then you know th- that you would like to think that that uh, brings good fortune, I guess. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, you're right. The Braves can even this up a little bit and look better than they did last night for sure. And I know you don't. You know he he really he was brought in as a as an extra guy, uh, you know, extra bat, but a guy that you know. I'm kind of surprised they don't have him in the lineup tonight because of his history with Walker. Is Robbie Grossman. He's had 13 career at-bats against uh, Walker, 385, one home run, and one RBI. He's Jeez. been fairly successful against Walker. And yeah, so, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Uh, and, and I know he was mainly brought in to hit against lefties because he's hitting lefties really good this year. But because of his history against Walker and you're trying to even up this series in a very important series, um, I kind of kind of wonder why they don't have him in the lineup. But... Uh, you know, you got to trust Brian Snicker and this Braves coaching staff to know what they're going to do. Ian Anderson, we told, gave you Walker's numbers. Ian Anderson, 9-6 and six in the year with 499 ERA, 90 strikeouts on the year. And that's coming up just after the top of the hour at 6 o'clock, about 6-10. That'll get underway uh, from up in Flushings, New York, the Braves and the Mets. Braves trying to even up the series. Did you just put an S at the, S at the end of Flushing? Flushings? Flushing. Flushing, Flushing, Flushing. New York. Flushing. I'm sorry. Flushing. Braves and the Mets. City Field. I had to make sure. Uh, the second of five, they'll play a doubleheader tomorrow and then finish up on Sunday against the Mets. A very important series for these Atlanta Braves as they look to continue to chase down the Mets, who I believe the what's up back up to, what, three and a half games now? I think so. Yes. Uh, the, the Mets lead on the Braves, and so you'd like to keep it around there, try to get reel them in a little bit more. We're actually four and a half. Oh, I thought it was three. Even Man. worse. Even worse. Well, you got you. You're the Braves. You need to have a successful weekend against the Mets because there's very limited opportunities as we continue to roll down the home stretch. Braves Mets tonight over on Station AM 1230 WAUD. Let's head to our next break right here on the program. More sports call coming up right after this. Looking for another way to listen to our show? Be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. 
I'm Brian Harson, head football coach of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Auburn football back on the field this afternoon, earlier today, for fall camp. First time on the field since April, when they were at A-Day. Well, I guess they've probably been working out over the summer with some stuff, but first time organized practice on the field since April. Some of the media were out at the start, or at the, uh, at the viewing period today. Brant is combing through the YouTube videos that have been starting to po- get posted. You're freaking right. Writers. You're freaking combing. right I am. I love Brian Matthews, man. We have him on the show a lot. He's got Oh, he's got five minutes of the first team offense. Let's go, Brian. Thank you, Mr. Matthews. Shout out to Brian Matthews. Shout out I to all the Auburn. Just, just watching Inside Zone against Air. Shout, shout out to all of the Auburn beat writers doing a lot of hard work. It's, this is, oh, it's fired up oh, season. Oh, we've got tunnel screens. We've got footage of a tunnel screen. They, uh, I am a happy man. A lot of a uh, lot of beat writers. You, you you have to scrounge around for content over the uh, over the summer until you get to media days, and then it's about a week of content. And then right after media days gets done, you're in another little dead period. But it's fired up again, and so make sure you uh, subscribe to all of our great beat writer friends, no matter which service you like, tank, which service you Bigsby. use. Tank Bigsby and TJ Finley just tra- just practiced the Texas route. I'm gonna scream. He's so excited. He I is love. So excited look, about this I'm, I'm serious. Video. That's my favorite route in football. I love a Texas route. If you don't know, Texas route is when a running back lines up, uh, quarterbacks in the shotgun. Well, it doesn't have to be. Quarter- running back lines up and acts like he's running a wheel and then cuts back over the middle. Um, which so the fact that they're running Texas routes means that running backs are going to be running wheel route wheel routes which are probably my other favorite route in all of football. Uh, but, you know, Texas routes, uh, that's that's a blitz beater. That's a man beater. That is a tendency breaker if you establish that wheel. It's so good. Auburn football back on the field. Brant Daughtry back in the YouTubes. Amen. Searching, this looking is what at I do. Auburn back on the field. This is what I do. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of fun things to work through in uh, fall camp here for the Auburn Tigers. A lot of uh, questions need to be answered. What's that offensive line going to look like this year? What's the um, wide receiver room going to look like once we get to the season? What's the quarterback room going to look like? How are they going to stack up? And, of course, on the defense, you've got a few pieces that you're having to replace. You've got some pieces that you didn't think we're going to have back that yep. did come back. Uh, we've talked about a couple guys on the show today, uh, an Owen Papo, um, a guy that we haven't talked about on the show today but has been a guy that has been talked about recently uh, for very good reasons, uh, Derek Hall. Back for this Auburn Tigers team, Colby Wooden, a guy on the defensive side of the ball that um that got to talk to the media earlier today and had a had some you know we talked about how he needed to and we said it earlier needed to uh, look inside and after his first losing season ever uh, that was fun a uh, fun little thing a uh, little tidbit he gave the media earlier today that he's never had a losing season last year was his first losing season so I think that sounded like it was motivational. Um, Austin Troxel, one of the offensive linemen, also met with the media earlier today. Talked, I was asked about the quarterback competition, uh, and he very, you know, he said one practice in, they all look, they no one stood out, they all look good. And, yeah, that that makes sense. Keep it neutral. Uh, 
doesn't you know he said everybody looks good and he mentioned all the quarterbacks by name and so nobody really standing out so far but as we move on in fall camp someone will emerge as a starting quarterback of this uh this auburn team brant you look excited uh, i'm watching the edge rushers work now don't worry about me don't worry about me. I, I'm watching them practice. Well, if you're uh, getting excited, we want to know what's, I, pra- what's well, happening. Well, they're they're practicing a drill. The edge rushers are that um, it sh- it it shows them how to take on a pulling guard or how to read a play where it, you shuffle as as a defender when you think you might get hit by a puller. Uh-huh. The play is running towards a gap that you might be responsible for. You're taught to break down and start shuffling, get beneath that puller so he can't knock you out of the way. Uh, and what this drill is is kind of establishing this is what it feels like when you're going to get hit. This is what it feels like when you're not going to get hit. Either way, you're supposed to break down and shuffle until you know for a fact that that blitzer isn't or that pulling guard or tackle isn't coming. And then you and then you break for the running back or you take on that pulling guard and you plug up the hole. And you're watching and that. that video. That's what I'm watching these guys go through right now. I I miss the the cerebral Brand work of football. football. I love football, man. I love the X's and O's of it. I love the ins and outs. I love the the little things that you don't just get to to see if you just watch it one day out of the week. I it, the the mental side of football. Uh, why not just did something work? Why did this work? Why did this not work? What did the defense do to mess this up? What did the offense do to get the defense out of position? I love that stuff, man, and I, I miss I miss it every day. Auburn There's foot- not a whole lot I miss about football, I'll be honest with you, but I miss that. Auburn football back on the practice field today, first day of fall camp. Yesterday was the first day uh, officially of fall camp with team with players reporting back. Also yesterday, got to hear from the two coordinators, new uh, offensive and defensive coordinator under head coach Brian Harson. Also got to hear from Brian Harson. So right now, I said we may do this a little bit later in the show, so let's hear from with the side of the ball that there's a lot of question marks on coming up this year, the offensive side of the ball. Let's hear from Eric Keesaw from what he had to say to the media yesterday. Yeah, so it, it'll be good. It's going to be exciting. And uh, I think that's probably obviously one of the most important pieces, obviously, to the offense and kind of the direction we're going is, is the, obviously the guys up front. Um, and the great thing about it is, is yes, we had a lot of those guys out uh, during spring and kind of some minor things, and just we wanted to kind of keep them fresh and, and get them healed up and ready for the season. But the positive of that is all the guys behind them, all those backups, those what you call twos or threes, they got invaluable reps. They got reps they never would have gotten if those guys weren't out. So getting those guys back healthy, having the twos and threes get that experience and getting those reps, and then kind of collectively putting that group together when they all come back, it's going to be exciting. I think it could really be a, a strong group for us up front, especially as they gain uh, that chemistry and working together from game one to game two to game six. And as the season goes on, it can be a lot of fun to watch. Coach, uh, Bill Cameron with the drive on ESPN 106.7. Talk about receivers. You've got a lot more numbers now than you had in the spring. Just how long uh, do you expect it to be before things start shaking out as far as that trip? Yeah, you know, it's uh, – that would be a group, like you said, there's a lot of new faces and a lot of turnover at that position. Uh, over this last year, we have five new guys. Uh, and to me, that's exciting. You know, I think if there's a position where you have the ability to get on the field early and do it, that's one that you can do. Uh, because if you have the athletic ability and you, and you can run, you can obviously learn the plays, and obviously you can catch the ball because you're playing receiver, that's going to put you in a position where, like O-line, O-line, you have to be physically ready. You know, receiver, you, you can kind of put them out there. So my, my point is, is I'm excited about that group. I'm excited about the guys that came back from last year. 
uh, obviously having my hand involved with those guys. I'm obviously very close with them. And then obviously the kids we brought in, you know, recruiting them and being part of their lives and kind of know their mental makeup and what they're all about. It's going to be really exciting to watch. Obviously the two freshmen, or three freshmen, the two transfers coming in, collected from last year, uh, you know, with MJ and VAR and, and um, uh, you know, some of the guys got come back. I think we can kind of, we'll have to kind of be very smart through, uh, through practice here and, uh, get the right combination of the guys in the right spots. And uh, I think that could be a really uh, competitive group for us as well. Eric, uh, Philip Marshall, Super Bowl for 247 Sports. Uh, you kinda, your life has undergone some changes here the last couple of years. Uh, the move from where you were to here, how, how challenging has it been, the adjustment, and uh, uh, how different is it? Are you referring to the, the job or living? Well, both. Both? Uh, well, the job has been crazy. I will say that. Um, but I think, you know, doing this for, you know, 23, 24 years, long time, you kind of just go with the flow. And it's kind of the ebb and flow of the business nowadays. I know it's kind of crazy a little bit, some of the events that happen. But you just kind of jump in and get going. And uh, and you embrace it. And I think if you're kind of ready for that, when the time arises and you jump in, I don't think it's a, it's a big – it shouldn't be that much chaos in your life, I think, when that comes up. And then uh, – and then I'll, I'll piggyback on kind of what you mentioned earlier, you know, living in the South and, and uh, obviously being a West Coast guy, uh, I absolutely, without question, no doubt about it, I love it down here. Um, it took a little while to adjust, but now I'm into it. I kind of get the groove of it. I get the people. I, I like the vibe. And obviously college football is really important, which which is important, but it's uh, Auburn, just, Auburn in the South is a really cool place to live, and I really enjoy it. What was the biggest adjustment? You said it took some adjustment. What was the biggest adjustment? And, again, the job or living? Uh, the biggest adjustment, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, is, you know, I'm, I'm a West Coast guy from L.A., and, and people don't say hello. They don't come over, and, and when they're parking, their neighbors are parking the car, they say, hey, John, how's it going? They don't do that. They just walk right past you like it doesn't matter, you know. Like, people actually talk to you and have a, a conversation and say how you're doing and how's your day. And, uh, you know, another thing, it's kind of an off story here, but another thing, I, another thing I've noticed, too, is, uh, and I don't know if it's true or not, but they, when you go to restaurants in L.A., they give, they, you eat, they give you the bill, and you're out. We're here. They don't come back. You wait and you wait. And, and I've asked, I go, why do you do that? And they say, because I guess in the South, it's proper that after you eat, you enjoy your family, enjoy your friends, and you talk and hang out a little. I don't know if that's true, but, but that's another thing I kind of uh, grabbed on earlier. It was just, it's just a different vibe, and, and I really enjoy it. I really do. Yeah. For you, quarterbacks, what have you seen out of those guys from the spring to this point? And, and I guess what are you looking for out of this quarterback? Yeah, it's going to be – it's going to be exciting. It's a, I'll tell you what, it's a good problem to have. Because the flip side is you could have one guy or a freshman, and, and you have to kind of, oh, boy, I hope we get this guy ready. Well, now you got three, four guys uh, that really have ability, and, and a couple of these guys have some experience. Obviously, one's got SEC experience, and or two of them, excuse me. And uh, so you have a good collection of groups. So it's going to be fun to kind of watch these guys compete uh, through camp. And I, I've told them over the last couple of weeks that – this competition is not it's not going to be come in day one and get get it you know get in the groove and then day two feel a little better than day three rolling this competition is starting from practice number one from when we start day one you walk on that field you are competing because camp is shorter you know it's a it's a week and a half so we don't have time to kind of ease into it so i said right from day one we're to go and i'm i am truly i know some people say it's a problem or it's oh it's a big question mark that, that's a good question mark and obviously you'd like to have a you know, a three-year starter, but we don't. But we have some really good talents and really good kids uh, that can play the position and have the ability to do it. So it's going to be fun. What have you seen from those guys picking up off of spring? I guess, you know, this is the time you have with them this summer. Yeah, you know, I think the big thing is just the overall knowledge of the offense uh, and understanding, 
You know, we, we always talk about every, every coach in America is going to tell you what to do and how to do it, everyone. What kind of makes you elite, kind of gets you to the next level, is understanding the why. Why are things happening? Why am I doing this? Why is the defender doing this? And I think they're picking that up. They're now getting that grasp of, hey, I'm running this play to affect this safety, and this is why I'm going to go here with the ball. I think that's really important. That's where you kind of become a good player to a great player, a great player to elite players, understanding that just the complexity of what you're trying to do and why you're doing it. And I think they've all done a really good job. I, really, I mean, I really do. It's, uh, and, again, they'll grow even more because, again, they're still young. You know, so we have, we have all these, the, the transfers and TJ and all these guys, but they're still young. They still have to get some experience, which they will, and I'm excited to see. Uh, Brian Stoltz, the Auburn Sports Rivals. Um, how much are you going to throw early on at DeMari as far as plays and stuff like that? We have to kind of find out early. I mean, we can't. You can't just throw him in. I mean, you really have to kind of. He has to kind of earn the right to be on the field. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, because then I tell guys all the time, "Hey, coach, you know, I'm, I was this and that, and I was this in high school, and that's great. But when you get here, if I just put you out there because you're a really good player, but you don't know your plays, or you're, you're letting the other hundred guys on the team down, not just the offense, the whole team. So he's gonna as he develops and learns the system, and learns the plays, and kind of get in there and, and earn that. Uh, he'll get his chance to play. So I really can't tell you how it's going to happen. It's, it's, we're going to teach him the scheme and what we're doing. It's up to him to kind of uh, produce and, and get out there and make plays. Eric, uh, Brian Matthews, Alvin Rivals. Um, how important is Landon King going to be to your offense and how many different ways do you think you can use him? Yeah. Uh, the great thing about Landon is last year he was kind of a tweener. You know, he was he was at tight end. We flirted with a little bit at receiver. I used him a little bit. Uh, he, he was kind of that limbo, not really knowing – I think now that he's kind of made that, he's crossed that bridge. Like, you know what? I'm doing this receiver thing. We'll be able to use him a lot uh, in, in a variety of ways. We, we can create mismatches because he is so tall, so athletic. He can run. He's got good hands. Uh, we have got to be able to move him around and play, <coughs> excuse me, different spots to create those mismatches. Uh, you know, like I'll give you one. Like if, if, if we're in a game and they're going to put a nickel on a slot receiver, We'll insert him because he's bigger, faster, stronger, running, being physical on a smaller DB type body type, right? Uh, so you kind of to put, you know, kind of put those mismatches together and where they're on the field and put him in a position to be success- successful. I have another question. Um, going off Phillips' question, how more comfortable are you this season compared to last year as a coaching staff? As a staff? Yeah. Uh, it's really good. I think we've grown a lot, cause especially on offense. You know, offense, we only had. Uh, Ike is Hilliard's obviously the only new one. Everybody else is still the same, so the, the continuity is still there. And, I, and I, I will say, you know, Ike has got so much experience at so many places. Uh, he stepped right in and picked up the offense, and so I think kind of keeping that continuity, kind of keeping that um, just that professional vibe and, and how we work and how we operate, kind of understand each other. It's really kind of moving forward, which is good. Coach, Dan Peck, ESPN 106.7. What's the significance of John Samuel Schenker deciding to come back for another year, and how do you plan to use such a deep group of tight ends? Yeah. Uh, you love uh, Shanks' uh, you know, ability to, to really run route. He's so athletic. You know, obviously being a baseball player and a really good one, obviously a really good football player as well. Um, he has the athletic ability where he, he can run and he can he can create mismatches with linebackers like we talked about earlier at some other positions. But um, – and he's so smart. He has that kind of professional mentality to him uh, because he is older. So <clears throat> uh, we'll be able to use him in a lot of different ways as well because, again, he's not your big, you know, Y type. You know, he's, he's more that, that kind of 
offset tight end or an H tight end, so he's athletic and can run, but he, he can also get in there and block too. So he's very versatile and we'll have to use him in the right spots. Eric, we've heard a lot about Coy Moore this offseason, just from these guys and Carson talked about a lot of media days. What was it for you in terms of y'all looking after him, going after him in the portal? What was it about his game that you guys wanted to bring in and talk about Thursday for you know, it was, just, it was a need, really. It was, you know, a need of the position. So that's that's what the Porter has now provided for us. Um, and I think he just, he's again, he he has he has that SEC experience. You know, being in a program like like he was at, and you know, not that he played a lot. I mean, and he did play, but not a lot of numbers. It's more about just how to prepare, how to practice, what it takes at this level to prepare week in and week out against the players we're playing against. He has that edge already. Like if you take a young freshman, it's going to take him a while to kind of adapt to that. Where Coy's already above uh, above the curve in, in that regard because he's already done it. So now it's just basically, you know, get him learn the offense, learn the scheme, and put him in the right spots, and then let him go play. But I'm excited about him because he does have that experience, and we need that experience in that group, and I think he'll provide that for us. Chad Jackson got the came on the end of the year last year. You kind of known him, got to know him more. How has he developed his game heading into his his like last year? You know, it's just his second year through it. It's just someone just kind of knowing it. And I think really the big thing for Shed is he's really changed his body. If you see him out of practice uh, tomorrow, the next day when you watch him, he's really kind of slimmed down. He's, he's not, not that he was bigger before, but he's just he's just fit. He's in shape. He, he looks really good. Like we run, we have these conditioning things we do, and he is just, it's almost effortless how he's doing. He's just, he's really good shape. He's running well. Someone said he ran like a high 4-4 when they tested him. I don't know if that's true because you obviously got to play that fast. But I'm excited about him. He's done a lot of training in the offseason to get his body where it needs to be to be successful at this level. He's mentally there. He's definitely smart enough because I had him in the room. Now you got to put that combination together and see what he can do on Saturdays. Coach, at Media Days, I asked what could be different about this year's offense versus last year's. And he immediately said that the, uh, the establishment of the run well, you know, we'll obviously put the scheme in to do it, but I think the most important thing is you have to you have to dive in and you have to commit yourself to that. You know, I mean, a lot of people can say that we want to run the ball, we want to be physical, we want to be tough, and I get all that, but you really have got to you got to kind of pick a lane on what you want to do and what your foundation needs to be offensively, and really for any scheme, but for me, you know, offensively, and that's what we're kind of hanging our hat on. We have some. Uh, talented running backs, and uh, I'm excited about them. I think you can set up a lot of things because, and like everybody knows, you start running the ball, and those guys want to get close and kind of stop the run, then have the ability to go past them. A couple good quarterbacks, got a guy to go deep. Then it kind of evens the playing field. Now it's, it's going to be hard for the defense to defend where you're not one-dimensional. So um, I'm really excited about our backs um, and our run game. We spent a lot of time on it, and I'm looking forward to see how it progresses on obviously on game day. Eric, we heard from Brian during Media days about some Yeah. He might be the most improved young player on on the entire offense. Um, you know, last year when I had him, uh, he was always fun and had a good smile and uh, he was great and then about I don't know, mid season or maybe I don't know, at some point mid season he was kinda getting down and He's always down and kind of, not pouting, but just kind of down. So uh, one day, hey, hey, man, what, are you all right? And it, it just, what happened was he thought he was going to come here and start and play right now, and then it didn't work out. So he got kind of down the tank. Once we talked and we had the conversation, hey, it's okay. You know, you're going to learn, you get bigger, you get stronger, you get faster, and you'll be fine down the road. 
boom, instantly, the next day, smile on his face, rolling. And I'm telling you, ever since he made that decision, he's just been getting better and better and better. He, he grew probably the most uh, in spring. Uh, in summer, he had a great summer, and, and he's, he's taken a better approach to where when he first got here, he was so much faster and athletic than everybody. He could just beat people. But now he's starting to study the game so I can take my athletic ability and use that uh, at the receiver position. I think it's going to be fun to kind of watch him progress, see where he kind of goes, because he has the ability. Is he one of those guys, I mean, you're looking for playmaking such an important deal at wide receiver. Yeah. Is he one of those guys that can bring some of that to your degree? Absolutely, 100%. Because he has good hands and he can track the ball. So, like I said, I'm excited. And we have to be creative on how we use them. You know, really, we do. Uh, but we'll find ways. That was Auburn football's first-year offensive coordinator, Eric Keesaw, taking over the reins from Mike Bobo last year, second offensive coordinator under Brian Harson in as many years as he has been head coach. Heard from him yesterday, did the media, and I'm sure we'll hear from him more as we go along. We'll talk about what he had to say and talk about other things Auburn football is the young guys getting off the field just a little bit ago. Starting to see some of the uh, articles and videos roll through Twitter from some of the Auburn beat about the newcomers practice. We'll talk about Auburn football, what Eric Keesaw said, and that on the other side of this. You'll listen to Sports Call on a Friday. Want to know how easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. This is Jake Crane, host of The J-Boy Show, and you are listening to the Abbey Award-winning Sports Call. This song kind of gets you in the mood for football. It does. True enough. I'm Brooks Childress, Brant Daughtry, Cam Berry in the studio with me on a Friday. Hello. Just heard from Auburn offensive coordinator Eric Keesaw on the other side of that break talking about the offense. He talk, spoke to the media yesterday before fall camp got underway today. Had the veterans practice earlier today. The newcomers practice just wrapped up a little bit ago featuring... Such names as Keontae Smart, Austin Osbury, Camden Brown, Omari Kelly, Dazlin Worsham, Jay Fair, Jeremiah Wright. All participating in practice this afternoon in the Young Guns practice. Seeing all the uh, stuff start to circulate on the Twitters about the articles and stuff from the Young Guys practice. But Eric Keesaw talked about the offense yesterday before practice got started talked about the quarterback competition said it was a very good question mark to have with the situation they're in with the guys that they've got competing for the starting quarterback job this year for the Auburn Tigers main two guys of course TJ Finley and Zach Calzada two guys with SEC and SEC West to be more specific experience starting experience both of them um, have, have played in the SEC West both of them had 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 some levels of success in the SEC not to the levels that other quarterbacks have, have seen but Eric Kiesaw said you know as he said yesterday it's a uh, it's a good problem to have with these two guys competing also talked about what Steve brought up um, about was it Dawson 
Sherman. And it was, it was Tavares Dawson. It's interesting because he could, he could be one of the most uh, improved young players on this offense. Yeah, it's like I, I hadn't heard that quote, but I was talking about Dawson earlier as kind of a guy that I think is is kind of waiting to break out, and uh, I, I think that he definitely can. And then to hear Keysaw bring his name up specifically uh, is, you know, that's pretty that's pretty cool, and you know. It's. I do this every year, honestly. It's just like as we get closer to football season, I, I buy in more and more. And look, I'm still not going to raise my – this is perfect. You do everything right. Mm-hmm. Uh, ceiling of 10 wins, you know. I, I'm not going to raise above that. But, you know, I'll, I'll watch that Georgia game and I'll watch the Iron Bowl. And You'll have I'll, hope. I'll have hope. I'll have hope. But, uh, you know, as we get closer to the season – like – Hey, around the time where it became apparent that Brian Harson was going to stay as Auburn's coach, I'm saying, well, seven and five is the ceiling, and maybe you get lucky in the bowl game and you go eight and five when you when you play a Purdue that's just grossly outmatched at every position. But man, this this is you can feel it. I, yeah, he you know, Football's I'm, I'm here. Admit it. I feel it. No, I like I feel it. I'm I'm buying in. I understand why I'm buying in too, and I think yeah. the reasons for optimism are legitimate, but also we can't lose sight of the forest for the trees here. I mean, yeah, I mean, just things that we've seen just as the offseason has transpired. You know, the players are getting more confident. The coaching staff seems to have some alignment with how they want to move forward. Harson believes in this team. Yes. I I 100% believe that. Harson thinks this team can be really good. And he commands, you know, control over the team, the respect that I feel like he is owed. Um, And... I just I think that this team is going to surprise a lot of people, honestly. I, I that that's really just what I can say. I, I just think that you know we've talked about it in the past, just that there's synergy throughout the team. There's a collective understanding of what the goal is, how we're going to go about it, and how we're going to execute it. I mean, I just I just see it, and I think that that is what is going to give us some success here, and I mean this season and in the future as well. You know, I I had this thought a few minutes ago. Well, I've been having this thought since it was obvious that Harson was going to be on for year two. He's really leaning into this and saying, we're going to be really good, and he believes that they're going to be really good. And the thing is, if if he's not, if Auburn is not good this year, it's not going to matter for him anyway. No. Because he'll never think about Auburn again. Because <laughs> no. he'll be well, gone. He, he would think about it when he got the paycheck. He'll yeah, he'll think about it whenever. Yeah, I don't know what his buyout is, but it's Ooh. ridiculous because a law all all buyouts are ridiculous, but especially at Auburn. And uh, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Austin Troxel earlier today was asked about being picked seventh in the West at SEC Media Days. They asked if the team heard it, rallied around it. He said it's just outside noise. We know what outside we're. Noise. We know what we're capable of, and that's what we're focused I on. I love it. I well, love here's, it. Here's what I'll say. The guys know. They like, know. it's not a secret that they're projected to finish last in the West, but they're not paying attention to it, and that's that's the only way that you can approach a thing like this. Is like, yeah, people don't expect us to be any good, but they're not going to roll over and die because of it. And I, you know, that's, that is the right mindset to take. Day one of Auburn football fall camp is in the books. What is also about to be in the books is this episode of Sports Call. We'll wrap it up with our nightly TV guide right after this. Sports. 
Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. I'm Sammy Coates, former Auburn football player and all-SEC wide receiver, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Back on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Friday afternoon sports call. Tiger 95.9 in the Auburn Opelika area. If you're listening to us outside of that zone, you're probably listening to us on the Tiger.fm website or Sports Call Podcast presented by Coca-Cola. Either way, thank you for coming along for the ride on this Friday, this Bullpen Friday. I'm Brooks Childress in studio with Cam Berry, Brant Daughtry. Hey there. Both folks have been in here all day long. Really appreciate both of y'all being on the show. Of course. Thank Otherwise, you. I'd just be in here talking myself, and Nobody no one wants, wants to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. No one wants that. Also, how dare you? <laughs> My first question, how dare you? What's first, your second question? Um, are you ready for a nightly TV guide? Absolutely. Lay it on me. <laughs> first uh, day of fall camp is over with. Heading into the first weekend of Auburn football fall camp. So we've got some stuff for you to watch tonight with the Sports Call Nightly TV Guide. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide. Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide brought to you by our friends over at White Claw Hard Seltzer. They got some new flavors out there that you should go and try. They're pretty, pretty good. And while you're enjoying ice cold White Claw Hard Seltzer. You can be watching some of this tonight, starting at 6 o'clock on TNT. Your movie picks for the evening. We're going to give you two. 6 o'clock TBS. It's Avengers Endgame. I cry. I cried in theaters. I'm not... I'm not. Yeah, a, dude, me too. Absolutely. I'm not afraid to admit it. And then when I hear the music from, like, the, the end of the movie, I cry still. Like, if I hear it anywhere, yeah. I'm just... I'm done. That was so sad. I'm done. Uh, 6.30 on TNT... A movie that was not as good as Avengers Endgame, not even close. Battleship, <laughs> starring Liam Neeson. I never saw it, but and I uh, heard Rihanna it was, was also in it. You missed nothing. <laughs> I remember one watch time it tonight. Yeah, six thirty TNT. I remember one time I suggested this for someone to watch, <sighs> and they never listened to me for movie recommendations again. <laughs> never. I wouldn't either. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. But if you wanted to watch, you know, aliens fighting people, ah. it, it's fine. Uh, yeah. It has nothing to do with the board game other than the fact that it's like Navy ships, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Correct. Uh, sports for you on this evening. Guess what tonight is and what has been happening all day? Baseball. ESPN The Ocho. Oh, yeah. Oh, Today is ESPN man. The Ocho Day over on ESPN Networks. Our good friend Ryan McGee. And Marty Smith, both ho- both hosting it all day today. Oh, that's awesome. So you've had uh, some of that all day long today. To start off things, 6 o'clock on ESPN. This isn't really uh I need a, to look at some stuff that I could be able to compete on the Ocho with. Well, I'll give you I one in just a second. Um, the, Have they done, like, competitive hide-and-seek yet? Uh, we've had dodgeball. Or not hide-and-seek, but tag. We've had Omega Ball Invitational, Nasty, fast-paced yeah, sports. Ball. Uh, faced on fundamentals of soccer that feature three teams at once on a circular field with three goals. That nice. sounds amazing. You've had cornhole. That's like, have y'all ever played Fall Guys? No. Like the video game Fall Guys? Uh-uh. It's It sounds a lot like that. You've also had Pogo Palooza Cup 2022. The planet's top extreme pogo stick athletes oh throw down, God. flips, and tricks 10 feet in the oh, air. I bet that's awesome. 
Uh, you've also had Pro Breaking Tour Invitational. I don't know what that is. It, it is that like breakdancing, I guess? Maybe. Uh, you've also had the 2022 Bull Shooter Invitational. I, I, uh, you top said, darts players. I did so not think that's what you're yeah, going to say when yeah, you said Bull you Shooter. You've had the AWA Wiffle Ball. <laughs> uh, you've had nice. Turf Wars. I don't know what Turf Wars is. Competitive Adult Kickball is what it is. Oh, nice. You've also had World Axe Throwing like, Well, in L.A. in the 80s. Tonight, which is the one I, I think we could you could get on, yeah. Kim, is the Slippery Stairs. <laughs> oh, Call it goodness, controlled dude. chaos as contestants are challenged oh, with unpredictable steps, slippery slime, dodging balls while desperately trying to reach the top. It's like Wipeout, but yeah, with that, stairs. That, with that stairs. looks awesome. Every time I oh, see it, I'm just like, this looks like the most fun thing. It looks like thing. it hurts when you fall, though. Probably uh, does. So that well, is, falling is falling never feels good. That is tonight. True. ESPN the Ocho. I believe it's also ESPN two is what it is. Other sports are on tonight, including the Braves. But why would you watch anything but the Ocho tonight? Yeah, right. You've also got American Cornhole later on this evening. That'll do it for today's episode of Sports Call and this week of Sports Call. The Braves may carry me to my home. Oh, they may. Listen to it. AM 1230 WAUD tonight. I'm going there as soon as I I leave here. Like, I'm not even going back by my house. I'm I'm leaving the office going to middle Georgia. Well, drive safe, sir. Safe travels. do my best. And have a great weekend, Brant. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Have a great weekend, Cam. Thanks for being here. Have safe travels wherever you may go this weekend. Home. Excellent. Safe travels there. I will also have safe travels. I hope everybody out there has safe travels, and we will talk to you again on Monday.